If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends Zone. There was a lot of debate on Twitter about whether that was a foul. On Twitter? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard of it? Uh, but did it feel clean? Did you get a replay of it, like in your uh, life? It felt clean. It's probably the same play. A bunch of those dudes on Twitter probably arguing about in 24-hour fitness that that wasn't a foul. So <laughs> they've been in that position before, but just not on Christmas at the Oracle Arena. So they know they know if they ain't call it, it's not a foul. But I'm sure if they if, if they get that call next week in 24-hour fitness, they gonna be pissed. All 2018. Mood all 2018. Let me explain something to you all. Keep that shit on Twitter. And that's what you tell somebody when they start trying to try you. It's only January the 2nd. By the time you hear it, it'll only be January the 3rd. And you tell them when they bring it to you. Keep that shit on Twitter. I don't care if you're walking through an office building. I don't care if you're in a hallway. Yes. I don't care if you're in a church parking lot, because let's be clear, it goes down in the church parking lots. <laughs> you tell them, what? keep that shit on Twitter. That's the <laughs> hater blocker for 2018. Keep that shit on Twitter. And with that being said, and more importantly, understood, oh, yeah. we want to welcome everybody to the Friend Zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene, because who in the hell, hell. wants a musty brain? Not me. Thank you very much. Hey, friend. <laughs> Happy New Year, my love. Happy New Year. It feels good to see you, to open up the year with you under my eyes. Oh, my God. Yes. yes. Prince Charming. How was your New Year's, friend? Uh, it was perfect. Mm. I spent it exactly how I wanted to spend it, with people I love. Yes. In Amen. my PJs, yes. eating good-ass food in yes. a beautiful living room, cozy, with my friend's dogs dogs running all around us just it was just like loving and Amen. and calm and the dogs you know was excited me. for the holiday they were so happy to see me <laughs> yeah <laughs> legit i ha- i was like uh, at one point cuz i was telling dustin i was having a, a nerve problem on my leg 
Um, so I was on the floor for most of the weekend, uh, and the dogs were just like on my butt, like <laughs> it's just like laying on me. I was like, "You guys love me. <laughs> it's my spirit." Yes. <laughs> How about yours, Asante? How was it? You know what? It was very similar to yours. It was nice and cozy. Mm-hmm. I was stuck full at, of love, <laughs> full mm-hmm. of love. Mm-hmm. I was stuck at Crystal's house with Hennessy White. Um, oh, cute! Uh, infused Hennessy White and strawberry she is lemonade. Loving this infused Hennessy White. I, I, I was loving it as well. Um, there was also chicken at the party. Mm. Um, so it was a great time. Cute. It was like biblical times, just smoking at her house, you know, mm. having the coming to Jesus moment, <laughs> manifesting all of the cool things that we're going to be doing for this year. Amen. Insert the Little Wayne lighter roll sound right here. <laughs> Can you imagine if Scandal used that Lil Wayne lighter sound instead of that shutter bug noise? Oh, uh, everyone the scenes was changing. It was a whole bunch of Lil Wayne lighter clicks on Scandal instead of the shutter bug noise. Would, actually, actually, that would make it realer than it already is. Yes, it would. <laughs> what about you, Dustin? How was your New Year's? You were hosting Listen, an event. First of all, congratulations! Thank you yes. for that. Absolutely. Thank you because it was an amazing event. Um, huge turnout. Shout out to all the fans of the Friend Zone who were there and showing oh, mad love. Man. Yay. Yeah, shout out to my boy Quentin um, from London, my boy Q. Uh, shout out to everybody that loves the Friend Zone, but especially that night. New Year's Eve is a special holiday for me personally because everybody's so hopeful. And it so just, yeah, everybody's so hopeful and everybody's and in high, such good like, spirits. Yes. And so even people don't drink, be turnt. You know what I'm saying? Yes, New Year's is just, turnt. it's like that. You see the dogs was running around, you know. like it's New Year's. <laughs> so I just, I love that and being able to share that with people who love the show and who love the work that we do. That was just such a beautiful marriage for me. So shout out to the It Boys, shout out to Chase and Joe who really took good care of me over there. Um, shout out to the staff of Row House Restaurant in Harlem. Um, it was just an amazing experience and a great turnout and looking forward to things to come. So, And honestly, great. what an honor that new, that people would choose to spend it with you yeah. at an event that you're hosting. Because New Year's is such a like, it's a big event, yeah. you know, it's, it's an important night of the year as far as like setting the tone for the new one coming in. So I think that how humbling. Shout out to... Uh, I had my whole crew with me, right? So shout out to Fury. Fury was there. Oh. Shout out to my best friend Gary Lavar flew in. Um, oh, my friend cute. Kyrie, he's a doctor, a podiatrist in Detroit. He flew in mm-hmm. um, with his partner. Um, shout out to um, Ray, my branding manager. He was there. Shout out to um, I'm trying to think of people who. And you know, I gotta like, see pictures. Oh yeah, I got them for y'all. I was MJ Moonwalking on the bitches. <laughs> I had them, uh, <laughs> Had us some Michael. I was Woo! I was inspired and paying homage to the King Michael Jackson because that was the mood for the night. That Cute. was the vibe. Awesome. Moonwalking. So it was great. Happy New Year. It happy was a New, New Year. year. And to yes. those of you listening, Happy New Year. Exciting. So in the spirit of the New Year, we wanted to play around a little bit with this episode and kind of have like a fun energy forecast. Of course, that's how I'm going to put it. Uh, Energy forecast for 2018. Imagine it as a piece of clay. Let's mold it and see what it's going to look like. And then we can listen back at the end of it and see if we were right. (laughs) But but we wanted to play around with this... um, there's this trend, those of you who watch YouTube, especially Jackie Ina and like all the dope ass beauty gurus and makeup girls, you know that there's this trend that they have. Um, I 
personally think Jackie started it, but that's also the homie and I'm biased. Um, <laughs> but it's a trend that's really popular where people say things that should be ditched, trends that, sh- that should be ditched. They tend to stick to like beauty products or things that didn't work for them or that were just like hype beasts. Um, but I think mm. it'd be fun, considering that we cover a range of topics on the show, that we can kind of play around with that same concept. Uh, but delve into TV and music, even wellness, social mm. media as a whole, mm-hmm. uh, the world. Just- Hosiery. Hosiery. <laughs> we'll get back to that later. But go ahead. I'm like, sure. Hosiery. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is. You'll see. It's coming. You'll I don't see. even want to ask yet. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I wish I could touch his face. <laughs> he said, it's gonna be a good one. <laughs> so I think it'd be fun to play around with that concept uh, and just you know let's jump in. Let's so which, jump in. we should which you which okay, friend English might help. You a rapper girl, you many, woman of many talents. Your, your, okay, okay. Look, <laughs> sound I'll, like I'll, a fucking I'll jump in. I was just like, what's for this? Okay. Sound like a DJ <laughs> table. I love it. Woo! All An right. innovator. <laughs> Look how she infused her love for music <laughs> and her elegance of podcasting. This is how you know right. you're my friend. Two for one. So yes. which realm would you want to pick first? Should we do music, TV, fashion, social media? Which one? Music is always fun. So as to music, what are some trends that need to be left in 2017 so we can have a better 2018? <laughs> but here's the catch. If you get rid of a trend, you have to describe what a good replacement would be too, because we have to stay positive. We can't just knock. Right. We have to build. Mm-hmm. So, who wants to start? What's the trend that needs to be left? Well, you you the one, Asante. Come well, on, Mr. Well, Music as man. we're starting, can I just say it's funny that we're doing this because I just retweeted a tweet from Travis Scott when he was saying, "Can we leave uh, Zannies in 2017?" Oh shit! Straight you see? up, <laughs> right? See? Straight up, collective That's, consciousness. So it's funny that we have to do this. <laughs> um, music. I would like for us to leave behind this, uh, like, sad rapper boy trend. Like, I, like when you pointed it out to me, friend, that they're, like, these kids have this look. Because at first I was just listening to the records. I wasn't even going to see what they look like. And then I was going to see them. And I was like, damn, why do these kids for real look like they've been through systems and shit like that? Hey. And the laundromat. Some of them literally look like they just got thrown out the damn dryer. Like it's still bounce sheet oh stuck God. on the ass of their jeans. <laughs> and their complexions. Like they yes. all look really dried out. Oh. Yes. Right? They, it's rough, man. So I would like to leave that trend behind. Like, And even the trend of like, I hate to say this. because I'm Shaving off your eyebrows. <laughs> Because that's what what I want to leave behind from that music crew. <laughs> no. What the hell is that? Like, why I got to be scared every time I look at you? How am I supposed to go see you in concert? It's already Not dark. How I'm supposed to go a room see you. full of strangers in the dark, and I got to look at your spooky ass looking like <laughs> okay, a well, Halloween monster with no would eyebrows. It help if they shine the spots where the eyebrows was gone. <laughs> what? Like bron- like highlighting? Yeah, like it almost they- looked like they did because you know it don't be tanned under there. <laughs> oh, God. So it almost looked like it's healing. Like it's like it's about to grow back. I don't know. It's just I can't. I can't. I can't. Nah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I want to leave behind the XXX Tentacions and mm. even. I don't want to name no more. That name names. That, I mean, that one is bad enough. <laughs> Once I learned how yeah. awful he was, I was like, God damn. And he's still putting out music. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just have to not support and see what happens. He looks right. like a Tostito. XXX Tostitos. Does he like a scoop? Yeah, like, you know how they're like dried out and like... 
Ugh. I don't know. But he be jamming, though. On the, uh, he got a song with Trippy Red. I think and it's his name. Trippy Red, I like. That's enough. You know what? He is. He <laughs> is. continuing. <laughs> I'm not getting dragged. Look, I'm not getting dragged. Um, so, but with that said, I would like to... Um, what's the positive? I got to get... You got to replace what's it What's the replacement? Something. So if you're going to take out the sad boys, what you going to fix it with? Um, I want to highlight more black girls. Okay. Like, I know black girls, there are, you know, a lot of people think there are a lot, but now that I feel like we're getting used to having people at the same time, I feel like that's always been, like, a bad concept of putting women out at the same time. But now that it's, like, cool that Solange can be out at the same time as SZA could be out. Like, nobody said... And working together. And working together. Mm-hmm. I think no that that speaks, speaks volumes mm-hmm. to what the industry is looking like right now. Mm-hmm. And Cardi to be on a track with Nicki. Now, no matter the backstory no behind matter what. it... Even though they didn't shoot together, right. but they're on the track. <laughs> no matter what, the, the fact that Baby the track steps. even happened and that there's a track out with them together Agreed. along with Migos. I think that that is super dope that these women have these things together. Agreed. The Migos are women? They're not women, but I just need it. To, but I feel like whenever we mention motorsport that nobody Damn mentions it, Migos. Dustin. So, unfortunately, got tied into women, which they're not. But I had to at the very least try to put Migos in there. Um, so, yeah, I want to highlight more women. And specifically, I think it would be cool if there were more uh, black women in pop. Mm. Yeah, because I think that that's always like a, something that was trying to happen and kind of happening, and I feel like people still try to do it every now and then. Like Justine Sky, you know, she has this song "Good Love," which it has like a, a poppy feel to it, and I'm like, okay, cool. Like I want to actually see more black women do pop. Like I think this is something that we don't do enough of right now. So, which artist that's out now do you think can make a successful transition into making pop music? What black girl that's rocking that you feel like could be popping? That um, needs more like pop, like more which, praise. Okay, more, well, more of a push. Okay, or so more or like to make pop music. Like which R and B girl right now do you feel like could be like at the pop forefront? Girl? Mm. Well, you know, Rihanna always has eras. I feel like it's too easy to put her back in that. Yeah, she can do. She's any, a queen. I, mean, I, mean, I just need. I just need people to know that we anything. know that these people are already. Are, okay, you know what. <laughs> I, I can't even believe I'm about to start 2018 like this. People are going to drag me. Uh-oh. She don't even, she's not even considered like, you know, the black, but I still want to put her out there. The black. You know, people are going to be like, she's not even. Tanache. Oh, I love Tanache. I love Tanache. I feel like. I think t- with the right team. I feel like she was do- she was doing pop and she was coming out there and she was doing that anyway. So actually, this is me saying that I miss. Tanache, go ahead. Now, you're familiar with my history with Tanache, right? Absolutely. And I hated them pop records that Uh she put out. Like, that's what made me... That's when I was like, she is literally walking around the mall. Like, that's when you see her, you literally think, like, you be at the mall on Saturday with your friends. (laughs) Oh, my God. Not in a (laughs) negative way, but, like, you just look very, very ordinary. But when I heard the Amethyst mixtape... And that sound was completely different. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know who it was. And it literally made me respect like her artistry. And so now I have such a huge appreciation for her. So I want her to stay away from me. <laughs> the pop. But see, Unless it's some jam. But see, I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying. I, I see exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And, and here's why I said Tanache for pop. Mm-hmm. Tanache won't just choose, for me, as much as I would love, for, I want her to be... This like dope ass R and B ass chick that will just do it all right, but I feel like she don't want to choose, 
and she want to just do a little bit too much of everything all the goddamn time. So if I did have to make her choose, and I know she ain't going to choose R&B, I think she should just go ahead and be the pop girl because mm-hmm. she already does these uh, dancey-ass tracks with Snake Ships. She already does these, like, like Super Love, even though it's that R&B undertones to it, and I still think it's an R&B track, but gave Sierra. Um, it was still very much a live pop track. So I, I don't want to give no more to Tanache to this. But Tanache was the <laughs> I would answer. put Tanache in a video, a dance-based video with Maya. Yes. yes. Give them a dope pop track that has, like, a dance, like, a more club element i guess a la chris brown like when he goes more into the dance pop side give them a dope dance track that probably would have been dope to come out at the top of the year because people have that party you know nye like hype vibe and imagine both of them dancing in a video that'd be cute that would have been cute with the right song the right styling you nailed that friend so cute a dope comeback for both of them Anyway, so, <laughs> look how we just go off into tangents. This is what happened when we talk about music. I mean... <laughs> Dustin, what I are you leaving? In music, what I'm music. leaving behind, Xscape 3. Oh. Really? Mm-hmm. X3? Yep. Got to go. Now, here's the thing. They released, they've released, like, three singles so far, right? And they have, like, a, I think it's seven or eight track EP coming out. Um... The title track just came out, and it's called Here For It. And they're literally, like, rapping on it. Hmm. Tamika Scott opens it up, talking about um, her bank account and just telling all sorts of lies, swindling the people. And then Tiny comes in. (laughs) Rapping like the way Rihanna is on Lemon. Yep, like that. Do you think that that made them feel like, oh shit, we should put something edgy like this I sure would hope not. I think that this is more, I really hope not, because that means that. That happens. Sometimes the labels or people will be like, do it like this because this is hot. I hope not. And this, for me, just because they are... I mean, think about it. Tamika Scott is about to be literally a grandmother. Her daughter is pregnant. Mm. So for them to just pick that, I think they just identify with and like, you know, that style of music, and they felt like they could still make it. And I just don't think it was a good idea. I love Tiny to death, and so I'm going to move on past her to um, Latasha's part, which is horrible. She'd be like... uh, you you ain't used to all this juice on a woman or something she's saying like it's just it's just literally <laughs> and the the chorus goes I don't know if y'all do but I'm here for it where you at it's horrible <laughs> it is literally awful you ever heard it yet <laughs> no it's awful but then no. they released another song it sound like I ain't missing nothing <laughs> yeah they, you're not oh you ain't missing nothing but pain and heartache because oh they also released a song called um, Dream Killer that Tricky Stewart did which is amazing well, right. Tricky's a shit. There you go. That's the difference. So whoever did here for it needs to stay there with it because, <laughs> and they should have kept it to themselves. It's literally that bad. Damn it, and so because of that, I just don't want it. I don't want them. I don't want Tiny and the Sisters. I don't. Mm. I don't want Latasha mm. sending it back because in all of the new artwork, Tiny's in the middle, which makes sense. Tiny's a star, mm-hmm. and honestly. The street, I always say it, the streets love Tiny, period. When they come out anywhere, that's who they scream for. That's who, that's T.I.'s wife. We know about the storied past, and we've watched the rocky turmoil in the relationship. We we love Tiny. Yes. Well, she's the only one, I guess, outside of Candy that has tra- like stayed relevant oh, yeah. all these yep. years. Yeah. The sister's just happy to be out the house. I'm sick of looking at them not knowing how to act. They, they're never composed on camera. They're always leaning the wrong way or making <laughs> silly faces or doing like wild gestures that were and then 
it always looks so crazy because they'll be so awkward and weird. And then you'll have Candy and Tiny who've been doing this more frequently mm-hmm. than they have. So there's so much right. more, you know, compulsion. Yes. And it's just so unbalanced. So imagine removing then one of the two good ones. And so now all you got is one good one and two rotten apples in the basket. So I just like escape three. They can go on somewhere. So what's the <laughs> replacement? How um, can you? The Braxtons. I want give me give me Tamar, Trina, and Tawanda as a group again. I'm gonna tell Aww. you why. I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why. I see even swap, it and was, I'm gonna tell you is. why because on their last tour stop on the Great Escape tour, um, Tamar Braxton was the opening act. Then it's Monica. Then it's them, and it's um, Zanique and June Zanique before her, and then Tamar, then Monica, then Escape. So on Tamar's set, right? On Tamar said, during I am dead. On, so are they. <laughs> on Tamar said, during uh, on Tamar said, she brought out Tawanda and Tra- and uh, Trina during Love and War, and hearing them singing, hearing Uh-oh, Tamar Trina. singing that chorus to Love and War with Trina and Tawanda behind her, it's something about. I had this conversation with my sister, um, and my brother actually is the one who brought it up to me. Them sing, singing siblings, okay, they when you've been raised up singing together, it's nothing like those harmonies that you can create. Like, just them singing as families. Think about all them damn Jacksons. Cherish. Cherish, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Think about uh, Fantasia and all her brothers. Hell, they were singing Old McDonald on YouTube. Look it up, you know what I'm saying? So hearing their harmony, it just, I got excited. And I'm like, why, haven't, why won't they do like an EP? Why isn't this a thing? So okay. that's my replacement for music. Okay. Hey, friend, what, what, what do you want to get rid of? That's the friend, most fun part. <laughs> I think I want to get rid of leotards and heels. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's Damn. Time. It's you time. just went right there. You tired you everybody looking time? like that leg lamp on a Christmas story. <laughs> I mean, listen, I get that. It's probably easier to dance and move around yeah. on tour if you're wearing a leotard because right. you don't have to worry about fabrics and being I, restricted. Being restricted. I totally get it. But don't you miss the days where an artist had like an individual style? Like, think of Janet when she's performing she has like her rhythm nation look with the hat and the hair mm-hmm. and the combat boots and like it was an era you know like i missed the 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 era of eras right <laughs> if that right. makes sense yes. i miss when you could almost be an artist for halloween because they had such a distinct look that you can mimic and and wear as well or even be inspired by someone's style like the Fifi Dobsons how many people did she what? inspire oh, and Khalees yeah and when Khalees came out and even Erica Badu like we were talking about her this weekend how there are people that sound like Erica but what made Erica stand out is that she had a look yes she yeah. did who came out with these head wraps and granted you may have seen women like that where you were but where did you see that on MTV and VH1 and you know without it being like a Neo Soul video where it's just like pure Neo Soul you know what I mean like she like transcended so many genres she hit you with the R&B she hit you with the pop rock jazz rock I mean and was still this look you know and obviously it's evolved which to me is awesome the way she dresses like you can't pinpoint Erica Badu style at this point she's always different (laughs) 
But I miss that. I miss artists having a look. I miss the excitement of them at award shows performing. And so my replacement would be artists having more time to develop their lane, develop their style, develop their look. I think the leotards and heels has gotten pretty boring. Yeah. Mm. It's so predictable. Honestly, let Beyonce have that. Like, that's her look to yeah. me. Like, I when I think of Beyonce, I think of a sparkly leotard or a sparkly, like, jumpsuit. Absolutely. And her hair that she has to whip because that's just her... That's her performance that's style. That's her performance yeah. style. And I really wish other people would just figure what their performance style is. And look at Rihanna. Rihanna she wears... eras. She eras. wears cute-ass outfits. so many eras. Hair eras. Hair eras. Boots, yes. Eras. eras. Oh, my God. Hair eras. And she... she let me tell you the difference. The difference is that Rihanna literally has a personal knack for style and a specific aesthetic that has transitioned into so many different and things. And it always yep. vibes with the, the tone. It's natural for her. And temperament of the album. You it's know? believable. Yeah. You don't feel like she worked with a stylist. You feel like she picked that shit out herself, no matter right. if she worked with a stylist or not. But it's still it's like appropriate. her vibe. Yeah. And that is what is missing. Everybody, and I'm going to get to that when we get to TV. So mm-hmm. we, we're kind of going to be on the same page when we get to <laughs> TV and dialing back to eras, Rihanna she always made any look that she had go with whatever she was doing, so it made sense. So how the we mood, were t- like Russian roulette when it was like that dark kind of emo with the black even pixie to, cut. Yes, but even to go further back, how we were talking about Tanache, how like you know we want to pinhole, pigeonhole her into like one thing. It's because like she ain't been around long enough doing like one thing yet, she, and that she's been doing so many things. It's like, girl, we don't know who you are yet, so you're doing all the stuff. Like it's too much, too soon. Yeah. But Rihanna, she's done so many at so many different times. That's why she can look a certain way when she's got movies coming out but she can still be the R&B girl and she's looking look a certain way when she's about to put out these pop records because it's part of her eras it doesn't take away from who Rihanna the artist is and I almost think I personally don't have a problem with someone like Tanache who is so interested in so many genres that she can't pinpoint what her sound is I get it especially right. in this day and age where the majority of us grew up listening to a lot of different shit. Yes. So you don't want to be the Motown singer. You have Motown in you. You have R&B in you. You have Neo Soul in you. You have rock. You know, you grew up with Red Hot Chili Peppers, but you cool. also grew up, you know what I mean, listening to Celia Cruz. Like, you have yes. so many... You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? We are complex. And so I get it. It's yes. hard to be like, well, what is my sound? But I think what can be the saving grace is if you don't, if you just do all of it, but have an era, have a look for each one. If I were Tanache, I would come out with the rock era, give you a rock look. Then I'll hit you with the R&B era, give you an R&B look, whatever that means to her. Remember Madonna? Oh, Oh, my God. Say what you want about Madonna, but she was fun. Yo. Every mm-hmm. album was a different haircut, genre, genre, look, <laughs> vibe, style. Man, Even Janet Jackson was my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> she had a new man and a no, new child did. with each album too. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "A man, a kid." But you feel me? I miss that. I miss the element of art and fashion. I miss the the marriage of the two because I think. For the men in particular, and I know that most people may be surprised that I would take that position because I am so, like, quote-unquote, natural. That's your style, though. But I do think there's a magical aspect of music that I I miss. Yes. I miss 
I think on your day-to-day, if you want to wear hoodies and don't want to be like Gaga where you're like, you know, carrying the look all day, fine. But I think when you go on stage, for me, and because I come from the era of magic, like the Michael Jacksons and the Whitney's, like I miss that. I miss that. I miss the the showmanship. That's the word. I miss showmanship. I want to see it. I miss it too. Make yeah. it believable for me. Make me believe in you. Like the a, Bryson Tillers, where it's like he looks like us. He looks. He's wearing what I'm wearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, my outfit now is Bryson Tillers' outfit, and that's no shade because if he wants to look like that, he should have the right. It's cute too. But it is cute. The yeah. dad hat. He really put that back on the map. He, he really did. But everyone looks like that, and so <laughs> my thing is, what happened to the fun? I feel like. I don't see it as much. That's why Beyonce is so damn exciting because she still gives you that. She gives you the choreo, the fire, the mm. you know. So that's that's my trends. I hope people. I'm, I ditch. agree. Shit. So yeah. if, you don't, if you got a problem with it, you arguing with both of us. <laughs> so ditch the uniform look. <laughs> bring in the showmanship and the excitement of whatever your look is. I agree. Support for today's episode comes from Tripping.com. Did you know that the average family visits five websites before booking a vacation rental? You can spend less time planning your next trip and more time relaxing with Tripping.com, the world's number one site for vacation rentals. Whether you're looking for a cabin to get away for the next big holiday, I like that, planning your next beach vacation in Hawaii, or planning a vacation in Europe, Tripping.com can help you find the perfect place to stay. Vacation rentals offer flexibility, perks, and amenities that hotels don't, like multiple bedrooms, backyards, hot tubs, and free Wi-Fi. Sometimes they even have fully stocked kitchens so you can have a quick bite on the go or plan and cook your own meals. Great for families and large groups. With Tripping.com, OneSearch lets you filter, compare, and sort over 10 million available properties on trusted sites like TripAdvisor, Booking.com, and much, much more. Don't wonder if you're getting the best deal. You'll save an average of 18% per night by booking your vacation with Tripping.com. So don't forget, if you want to save time and money while booking the perfect vacation rental for your next trip, head over to Tripping.com forward slash friendzone today. That's T-R-I-P-P-I-N-G dot com slash friendzone. Happy travels. All right, let's jump to TV. TV. Asante. Well, actually, let's start with Mr. TV, man. Bring it on over here because you know <laughs> he said, what? Bring it on. It's in alignment with what you just said. Okay. I'm tired of everybody, every girl on reality shows feeling like they have to look a certain way. They have to fit this description. You want me to run you the description down? I can guess what it is. Okay. Let's go from head to toe, literally, right? Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so up top, we need a wig that has normally has black roots and then goes into a color of your choice. Okay. That could be... And watch the net. That could be... I don't even know, but that's... It's, it's, that's I didn't know either, but when I, started, chair. when I started to see it and someone told me what it was and then I, and someone told me it was root that I was pointing, I was like, oh. Ruthie. <laughs> I mean, like, if your baby hair looked like a doily, you know what I'm saying? Then we obviously, like... I would have never If your known. baby hair looks like... What is that that material called? Eyelid? What's the material with the little holes in it <laughs> that they make little girls' dresses out of? If that's what your baby hair... <laughs> no. If your baby hair is scalloped, 
Okay. <laughs> Listen, let's talk about it. But beyond that, so we have the wig up top, like I said, give us about an inch, maybe an inch and a half of black or dark 1B root, and then we go into whatever color you want. From there, we go down, face full of whatever. Literally, like, normally, I don't know, because, like, makeup to me, like, come even makeup and wigs, like, wear what you want, but this is just a specific lane they go down. So you have to have cow lashes, right? Them real long, like, wow, bro. what's that dairy cow? You know that dairy cartoon cow with them <laughs> oh lashes my on the God. cheese commercial? Yeah, you have to have those lashes. You know, then you have to have some sort of like latex dress, you know, or whatever. Lots of jewelry. I'm just tired of that. So I agree with you, but I feel like we need, with you, Fran, rather, I'm pointing at you like they like can they hear, my, hear my point. But uh, mm. yeah, I heard the wind move southeast, <laughs> due east. But yeah. Um, I'm just sick of that shit. I want girls to just have original style. If you're sexy, be sexy. If you're covered up, be covered up. If you're tomboy, be tomboy. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're sporty, be sporty, whatever. But just don't feel like you have to have like a certain look to be a reality star because I'm tired of everybody looking the same. I'm tired of it. Tired of it. I'm you say it. what you want, like... Miss Nikki, baby, that's who she really is. That's how she's supposed to look. You know what I'm saying? She's supposed to dress like that, act like that. It reads off natural. That's why she's interesting. Jocelyn Hernandez, she's supposed to wear the types of clothes that she wears. That's why she works out and does RI28, the results in 28 days challenge that she's always posting <laughs> pictures of Bonnie Bella and hashtagging this 28-day fitness challenge, which makes no sense because what? babies be chilling. Most of the time, babies sitting still, you know, in somebody's lap and just moving their upper, whatever. Ever, but so I don't understand why she correlates the two. But my point is, she works out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, she God. looks good in the clothes that she wears, and Ooh, that's it, it, more than that. Like it's her personality, so it's na- it, it fits. But you can't be an aspire. I don't know. I'm just tired of all these girls having the same look and feeling like that's what makes you look cute because it's not. Do you think social media is the reason? No, I even don't buy in like that. music and TV, that everyone has a uniform look. I hope not. I hope not. I hope Sometimes not. I Damn, wonder. I hope not. <laughs> and I wonder. <laughs> hmm. Okay. I don't know, but that's just how I feel. More so it's the wigs more than anything. It's them damn wigs. I just can't take it. I cannot take another fucking swimming cap ass wig. I can't take another <laughs> damn uh, Daft Punk helmet wig. I can't take another <laughs> damn. But that's just when people have bad wigs. Some of those yeah. wigs are beautiful. good wigs. Yeah. Let's go. Them ain't the ones we talking about. Right. We talking about the bad ones. The ones that look like you standing under the light that shines over your face at the dentist's office. You oh, know that light wow. that shows every. That's what <laughs> so, they be looking like. God damn. I cannot. Asante, what? No. Did you replace <laughs> it? Oh, what am I gonna replace it with? Yes. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> see, what will I replace it with? I'll replace it with every sorry ass nigga that's ever been on TV without a haircut, <laughs> forcing it to be a mandatory thing in every man's contract that you have to have a damn haircut mm. of your choice, but some sort of something. I'm tired of little Mo's husband getting on camera looking oh, ashy. Man. I'm tired of. It's a lot of other people, but I'm not going to name no names because I have respect he's the man, he's the for people child. in this new year. But that is what I I want to swap the bad wigs for better haircuts for men. That's what I swap it for. I'm dead at the swap. <laughs> Asante, what about you? I am dead. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> swap. Swap that. I mean, the wigs really took me out. It's um, so I could, ooh, <laughs> but I'm not. But go ahead. He said I could, ooh. Because, ooh. The bad for TV. Um, I would like for us to, or I would like for us to, I would like to get rid of these weird Netflix adaptations. Example. She's got to have it. Oh. Now, I love Spike Lee. I love, like, it wasn't everything about She's Got to Have It, but it's something weird about just, for me, how they do these explorations, I think, when they do these, like, miniseries or whatever. Because even when I was watching Dear White People, because I watched, like, the movie for that, too. So to watch it as a, like, six-part series, then it was kind of like, okay, this is weird for me. Mm -hmm. But I had to try to, like, get rid of that original or not try to compare the two. But for me, I think it's, like, even and people are gonna be like, you know, why the fuck is he talking about that? But I mean, like all shows across the board, like even the white movies, like Limitless, they made that into a series, which wasn't so bad. But then I just even Death Note, even Death Note, they ruined it. I just don't. Well, no, Death Note wasn't a series, but the the new the movie that they made for it was just terrible. That was like when they yeah. did Avatar, like Nickelodeon, like those were fucked up. I don't know why they did either of those, but um, Death Note. Every man wants a woman. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just playing because I love me some candy fucking birds. Let's not get it twisted. Candy birds. It just so was good. funny. But I love candy. Go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, any of those movie adaptations, like I, I watch a lot of the fucking, I watch a lot of TV and uh, that programming. So there are a lot of these examples that I have. Like there was the movie uh, Shooter. That it was originally Mark Wahlberg in the movie, but now it's a, it was a series that they did on uh, USA, and that's on Netflix. And it was Ryan Phillip. It was still fine. Oh, he was the lead. He's so cute. And then there was this cool black woman, but it was like a series based off the movie. And then it was like, why can't we just put out more like original shit or different shit or even do these this? reboots? Or if, everything is a reboot. Like Spike Lee. She's got to have it. The reason that I started with that one is because I was like, this is a really cool concept because I know Spike said he wanted to make up for, um, it was written somewhere that he said he wanted to make up for um, how he treated uh, Nola in the past, like for the writing. So I thought that was pretty cool to explore. But in my mind, I was like, why can't it ever be this cool, like pickup story or like a pre-story or something to go with the work that was already out? Like as opposed to be like this reboot series rollout. It's like, I don't like, I don't like that. And then I try I try to be really open-minded, but I've seen so much of it in so many different arenas. I'm like, y'all just need to not do this. Like, when they super, I didn't even watch the show, but Gilmore Girls, they brought back, and even Full House, like, they brought back, like... And Roseanne. Right. They brought, they're bringing these shows back, and it's like, okay, they're continuing where they, they left off or doing these, like, updated versions of understandable. I don't really need all of them, but I don't hate them as much as I hate right. these adaptations, the way that they do that. I'm actually really glad you brought that up because I've been so bothered by this reboot thing. Yeah. Because I... Man. Some of them may work, so we can't make like a blanketed statement. But I think it's it's working against the industry because it's lazy. Yep. Instead of... And, and you know it's not that there's... Uh, that there aren't new, awesome, creative ideas being, you know, being sent around Hollywood or even in the music industry and all industries. There's always fresh faces, fresh ideas. It's just they don't tap into them. 
they rather just get a quick buck with these reboots, and I've it's getting old. Even the sequels it's really game, old. The sequels game. Like I hate to such a formula. I don't want to go. Let things be what they are. Let them be awesome, and don't think that you have to recreate it with a part two. Fast and the Furious. There what are they at? Too many of them. <laughs> Thirty. I don't know. <laughs> I know that they're supposed to go to a specific number for Paul Walker, and I can respect that. But outside of that. Before that, it was like, damn, like, come on, there's more than three of these movies. God damn, for real. I will say, though, I would have done a, a adaptation of Do the Right Thing. And I'm going to tell you why. Ooh. It covers gentrification, police brutality. Like, so it's funny. How, not funny. Wrong word. It's interesting mm-hmm. how cyclical those things topics and conversations are because we're literally going through the same thing now and I think if he would have gotten some really good fresh young writers to integrate those storylines into what it looks like now in 2018 that would have been dope I think it's a great idea totally relatable and if he would have gotten the right people to write it could have been out of here it would have been perfectly on pulse and i would love to be in it so spike lee shout out to you and your team if any if you're listening if anybody from spike lee's team is listening we have an in i mean gotta slide let's do this dude let's spike lee do the right thing and let's make do the right thing i want to do it and you know what spike lee perfect example of someone that has like a really dope body of work i think so much to choose from especially the sideline photo at the game Classic. That's one of his best <laughs> pieces. Classic. Yes. <laughs> Look, classic. Now, that's a Spike Lee joint, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just think for the simple fact that if you took someone with this body of work and say, you know what, we're going to actually, instead of make a bunch of reboot series, I want to continue these stories where I left off. But it would be so dope if he said, but I'm going to tap, like, you know, these new creatives out exactly. and tell some of these stories or play them out from their eyes or, like, even like co-write with them or do something that way there's more content and it's more original fresh it's fresh nods off to the new school it's not taking anything away from your old work because you still Agreed. getting to oversee the whole thing I think that that's and what I want to replace it with I was literally about to say and that's the replacement <laughs> and that's what I'm replacing it with I just think if people took the time out to really like see how these things are going to affect the new school, the new generation, as opposed to saying, oh, well, we've done this before, so if we just sequel this, you know, we have an audience already. Or if we just make a redo of this, we can build a new audience from this audience. It's like, it's just too much of that. Make some organic shit that's going to pull people in that's going to, that are really going to invest long term. Now, you guys are not going to like mine. Ooh, friend. But I'm going to stand in my truth. Do it. Stand strong stand- on it. I am... <sighs> Reality shows gotta go. Okay. It's time. Uh, not, not all of them. I'm an actor, so I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's time. Okay. Let me not make a blanket I statement. Because I, I want the Real Housewives, friend. <laughs> That's what I said. Right, not, you guys aren't going to like Wait a minute, this. friend. <laughs> uh, but I think maybe, okay, you know what? Maybe I should say they should, we got to get rid of them the way they are now. Okay. Maybe they can be restructured because yes. there are, I can imagine, like, if there were shows, let's say someone decided to do a, a show about, like, 
our friends or all of us or social media influencers where you see the day-to-day. Like, things that are interesting. We like can refocus I'm, value. Refocus content, value. Uh, I want some intention behind the shows. Like, I agree. What am I, why am I watching this? As opposed to it just being people snatching those wigs Dustin's talking about <sighs> or the same fight being recreated in the next season so you can re- hold on to it and carry that with you. Like, how many seasons of that do we need like I'm actually really excited that that uh, scripted content has kind of made like a resurgence you know with the Avas and Issa's and super even Quinta shout out to Quinta from uh, BuzzFeed like she has her show right she has a show (laughs) called Quinta versus everything on Facebook that is so fucking funny and the structure of it is so interesting because it's almost taking an improv structure where it's not just a script with a topic and they just have the, you know, the storyline. It's like chopped up like Quinta versus her mom. And then it's a scene with her and her mom. Quinta versus her boyfriend. It's a scene where, you know, <laughs> mm. so it's fun. It's fresh. I love that she took that position with creating it. And it made me realize like, man, I, I miss this. I miss the creativity behind shows. And I'm happy that it's back in action. And so obviously that would be my replacement to give... Obviously, I'll put it this way. If you enjoy reality TV still, then it should be there so you can watch it. But I okay. I would put, <laughs> but I would, if I had the power, put more of the creatives that I know, like you guys, Dustin, Asante, all of our friends who have so many ideas for awesome shows, um, even like the Jesus and Maros, you know yes, what I mean? Like, yes. um, I would put that more at the forefront. More shows, like, remember back in the day how cool MTV was when it had all these shows? I was watching Revolt over the weekend. I don't have TV, so I don't really get to, like, watch Revolt TV. And I was like, this is a great concept. Like, a channel where artists are being interviewed. And there was one uh, show on Revolt where they were following indie artists at South by Southwest. Mm. and showing their performances and then after the performance they would interview them and then kind of follow them around like their journey to South by Southwest like I was totally enthralled I was like this is fucking dope I don't remember the last time I discovered an artist on TV when does that ever happen usually discover them on Spotify because it pops up as a recommended suggested artist so that was cool and I was like I love that revolt is doing this. I love that that's what they're pushing forward. And so I miss that. I miss the days of discovering new actresses and actors and discovering new singers and cool media personalities that have shows. Like, you know, I guess the VJs or whatever that TRL introduced to us. Like, you know what I mean? I I I want those days. A VJ, that's what it was. I, I miss the days of, like, discovering talent, like real talent on television and I think the reality stars kind of pushed that out the way because they became the hot thing but I'm like okay fine y'all can stay but I want more creativity back yeah I want there to be a more of a balance and honestly I'd rather more creativity than reality tv so be a little unbalanced that that's what my trend would be and I think it's kind of what's happening with the Issa Rae and you know now she has what two more shows coming out yes lord yes yeah. lord yeah so that's my trend so okay we only have time for one more so instead of picking we did music we did uh, TV let's just do miscellaneous just anything okay doesn't matter what um, <clears throat> what realm it fits into but what's just a trend 
that you want to see out of here? Let's start with you. Flat tummy tea. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, flat tummy tea can stay. Flat tummy tea ain't never did nothing to me. Karen King got a flat tummy tea at the one with the dogs. Yeah. The dog. Didn't Karen Clark Sheard have one too? She sure did. And you know I love her. So that <laughs> made me laugh. Yep. I was like, dang. Obviously, I've had friends do flat tummy tea. I've just watched them go down the timeline with that pack and I say, you know what, girl, you get your check, you drink your flat tummy <laughs> tea. I am not judging. None of my friends have, but my I have peers. <laughs> I should say peers who have done it. <laughs> All of my friends Look, are like, no. People I know. <laughs> Baby, if Mama June do a flat tummy tea ad, if Mama June's ass does a flat tummy tea ad. Where is she at? On VTV. Got another damn show. Dang. Okay, so this is going to be bad. And I shouldn't say this should go. <laughs> but think pieces, man. They ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I just and want you know that. I know that they Dustin not. Dustin is clapping. I know that they not. And and honestly, it's I, I feel like it is problematic of me to say think pieces should go. But honestly, I don't care, man. Thank you. I just be feeling like sometimes people be reading way too much into shit. And it is their right to. And I, But I feel like there's a way to do it. And I feel like every think piece I read, it's like they're going there. And then they just fuck it up. Then they just say, then they do something or provide something that's kind of judgmental. Or you could tell they're trying to sway you a certain way. And it's like, well, this is a think piece so you went from getting me to think to wanting to think your way and now I'm just I don't want to be bothered stink piece stink piece and then sometimes people will take (laughs) it in a direction that honestly it really ain't got nothing to do with nothing and it's like you know what this is where you took it this was your think piece and I I only have myself to blame for wasting my time reading your think piece Mm -hmm. so I'd rather not but hmm. think pieces are going to be around, mm-hmm. and since they are going to be around, and I don't have to click on them, so they can stay or whatever, because I don't read most of them. I just hate that they're around. And people are like, did you read that? I'm like, no, I didn't. And then I go read them. I'm like, I can't believe I read that. That okay. was fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> what was the name of your college? What was the name of your university? Who asked you? That's the university <laughs> I went to. Okay, <laughs> don't tell me. I don't care what you think about it. How about that? I don't give a damn what you think about it. Now, <laughs> this is I'm about to contradict myself and say this this could replace oh, it. But um there is a show that I watch on YouTube. It's called Grapevine TV. I've mm-hmm. actually I've actually worked yeah, with them. Shout yes. out to Grapevine. Shout out to Grapevine. Now, Grapevine, I was watching that shit and I was like, this shit is just a live thing piece. And for a second I got mad. But <laughs> then I thought to myself, you know what? This is the perfect place to for a think piece to happen it was it was so if for those of you listening if you never uh watched grapevine tv it's a panel of black people uh all walks of life uh doing all sorts of different cool shit educated as hell um providing opinions on things happening in the world and mouse jones <laughs> and mouse jones. jones shout out to mouse jones I love them, and then mouse jones is on there too <laughs> shout out to ashley O'Connor, the host uh who does a really good job of having these uh this panel uh, which includes Mouse Jones <laughs> and myself. Sometimes he gonna, he gonna fuck me up for that too. I, I watch me get a text tomorrow. Man, Mouse, I don't. Man, Mouse be distracting as fuck sometimes. He did something on one of the last episodes I was watching, hilarious. and he took me so far off what was going on that I couldn't. He, I had to rewind. I was like, God damn it, Mouse. He's, fucking He's great. So um, anyway, uh, Grapevine TV is a panel of black people, and they're discussing all the things happening in the world. Us, uh, anything from like actually, I was watching um, them discuss. He's got to have it and all the different opinions of it. So the panel's anywhere from like 8 to 10 to 15 black folks. And some people, their opinion will be like, 
uh, I didn't like it because of X, Y, and Z. But when you hear them out, they can give back st- backstory and context to what they don't know or what they're missing. So then you could be like, oh, well, this is why you feel that way. And then you can inform and educate and combat or... It makes sense. It makes sense. It's a teachable moment. Where I feel like a thing piece is almost like a goddamn journal entry. Like, you should have left this on your block spot. Like, this shouldn't be on sites. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just don't like that they happen to me so damn often in that. I know why that pause just took me because down. you know what it's on like sites it, because <laughs> you can find a think piece on ntv.com now if you want or cnn.com if you want like that's the way that media is moving like at one point and medium I, I, which is think and medium <laughs> like where did it come from I just feel like the internet changes so fast and the validity of shit evolve so quickly like even Twitter I remember at one point people being like oh it's not valid if you see it in a tweet but then like Twitter became like the place where you know it could actually be a a trail of receipts depending on what the fuck is going on in your neighborhood your community so it's like well damn now Twitter is the place where you can go for some validity for some shit so then if I post my think piece up there then it's super valid it's like nah nigga you need to leave this on your blog spot this is just your opinion you should say that and then you should preface it if I'm gonna wanna care about your opinion or not before I read this shit but uh, Grapevine they do a great job of talking about why they feel the way that they feel and they don't be agreeing with each other a lot of the time and I think it's dope makes to watch it great. makes it great and then and then some of the time people will be like after you know uh, what such and such said I feel bad and I want to uh, you know and they explore what's going on and I think it's super dope and I would love to see more of that cool Dustin <clears throat> well after deep thought and much <laughs> pondering um, and a couple of observances I have decided <laughs> that I would like to. <laughs> I have de- I have decided <laughs> that I would like to leave hypocrisy, mm. falsehood, mm. and frauds behind in 2018. Well, there would be they, no they will be staying in 2017. Okay, and I was motivated to make that choice specifically. I have a feeling I know who by you're about to say. a most recent video that I saw of Kim. I knew it. Mm. I knew it. Hosiery. <laughs> Kim Booger Burrell. Okay, I saw a video of her. Um, apparently, we all know she failed. We laughed at it. Everybody laughed. It was funny. Um, and shout out to James Caldwell on YouTube. Oh. Um, he goes by Spill It Boy on all the other uh, social media platforms. He's a great YouTuber who really gets down to the meat of certain issues. Mm. And I love his I work. Watch him. So He's shout funny. out to James Caldwell. He has an amazing, hilarious, he has an amazing video on this subject. And so, James, this one's for you. Um, but yeah, there's a video of. Kim Burrell, where she is responding to, apparently she was on Facebook Live, which her kind is always on Facebook. Wow. So she was on Facebook Live, <laughs> and she was saying how, it was a community for her I'm day. assuming it was Facebook, because she's a Facebook type of hoe, so it was probably okay. Facebook. So she was saying how, somebody said something about, did they know, did she know that people were laughing at the video of her falling while she was performing? She, of course, all she really had to say was Yes. Because you know that you falling right now. You know everybody was going to laugh. You know that. So just answer the question and say yes. Especially, she she laughed at Wendy Williams. So. She knows all that stuff. She probably did drugs with Wendy Williams. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I ain't going to go that far. I mean, maybe. But like, but, Wendy's but done drugs with I wouldn't put it past her. 
I wouldn't put it past the pastor. But um, <laughs> so anyway, I so if the person pastor. asked her if she knew that people were laughing at her fall or whatever, and immediately, Blaze right? Blaze hers, <laughs> right. So immediately she launches into a whole response of saying how, I don't care nothing about them people laughing at me and, um, you know, they wish they could fall in. Now, mind you, let's tell, for those of you who don't know, Kim Burrell is a very popular gospel singer um, who has gotten tons and tons of opportunities for other work. She had a radio show. Um, she's participated. She had a song on the Hidden Figures soundtrack, and she was actually denied Frank the Ocean. Frank Ocean's album. Mm. She was um, very close friends with Whitney Houston and Pat Houston, which raises all of the red flags for me. But she's also, she's a, she has a church, she's a pastor, all of those things. And so around this time last year, which James Caldwell pointed out, because I forgot that it was right around this time, right around New Year's Eve, right around December of last year, a video surfaced, surfaced rather of her um, preaching at her church and she was saying how the gays were going to hell and it was a per- that spirit of homosexual was a perversion. It was a perverted spirit. And she said a whole bunch of other stuff while she was wearing garbage man boots on the stage performing. <laughs> wow. now, I ain't never seen nobody <laughs> preach. And wow. I personally, right, have Ooh. never seen nobody preach in them. They call them shit kickers, like farmers wear them. You know those boots that they wear that come up there for you to literally wade in the water? That's what her big. That's what her big stocky, oh cylind, cylinder leg oh built ass was up there preaching in. She had on hunter boots preaching Whoa. in church, talking about what the gays were and were not, and where they were going. Santa right. Is down. So that came out <laughs> last year. Shit kickers. That came out last year, and so once that video was released, oh there was a Lord. huge response of you know, and there was a backlash because people really are not tolerating that right now we're living in an era where you know it's just not cool to be mean because we are dealing with a lot of people who are purposefully and and intentionally mean to a lot of people who don't deserve it so it's not cool to see that shit furthermore kim burrell she talked about um she she referenced lesbian sexual acts specifically and also um oral sex fellatio all these things which I've always found it odd that you know what to reference. I Kimberell probably has eaten some p- vagina, you know what I'm saying? She's probably scissored, you know, in her case it would probably it wouldn't even be scissoring, it would be oh like <laughs> you know those you know those hedge clippers, it would be like hedge clippers. Oh, it wouldn't even be scissors, it would be like hedge clippers. She looks like a hedgehog, but so she so after that video where she denounced um, all gay people to hell and said you know where they were going for being having a perverted spirit, she said that right. So after that came out, there was a huge backlash, and she no, I got to keep going for the sake of time, baby. But so she so she hedgehog in that in that um, in that backlash she was denied the opportunity she was supposed to it was right around when hidden figures came out she was supposed to perform mm. with pharrell on the ellen show okay. huge moment right ellen snatched that out from underneath her her, her ashy calloused foot ass she mm. snatched that out from underneath mm-hmm. her um kimberell looks like she drives barefoot but she snatched that out oh from underneath God. her and so um she's been experiencing a series of professional misfortunes that are well deserved right so then she falls on camera and she knew we laughed at her and she could have just left it at that you know that nobody's happy with you 
you're never going to be back in the good graces. You know what I'm saying? So it just is what it is. So someone in her live video, I guess, asked her if she knew, did she see the people hating on her, laughing at her, whatever. So her response was, now this is, again, a pastor, a gospel singer, a spiritual advisor, a mentor, someone who literally makes money for, you know, being, quote, unquote, godly or godlike and having those Christian values that Tina Campbell's retarded ass voted for Donald Trump based on. Okay? Her response is, I ain't, I ain't think about them people laughing at me. You know, I've, I've fallen in 1800 They probably wish they could fall in $1,800 boots, okay? And I'm wearing some $2,000 boots tonight, okay, here in Newburgh, uh, New York. It's cold, <laughs> okay? She said, uh, the saints are swallowing the fabric. Meanwhile, I'm hanging up minks, okay? She said, so Ooh. let me just go. We're going to want them to be encouraged. That's how she responded. Yes, wow. That's how she responded. So that's your pastor. That's the person who's making life hard for people like me, for a lot of people that I know. That's the person who is encouraging family members to ostracize their gay relatives. That's the person who is encouraging family members to kick out their young, gay, impressionable, at-risk youth for mm. being gay that they can't help. That's the bitch who's causing all of that that you all are finding God in, quote-unquote, and that's who you're looking to. So that's how she responds. That's appropriate. That's all right. That's godlike. That's Balance godly. Day's like loaf that. was yeah. more godly when she wore all white. Lisa Ray. Lisa <laughs> Ray. Crisp. Shout out to Patty LaHale. So, so <laughs> Chris. I just want to leave all that shit behind. I'm tired of seeing all I this shit. You. I'm tired of seeing pastors fucking, you know, I'm tired of the Eddie Long situations coming out. I'm tired of all of that. If there's if nothing else, to me, it's offensive. Take my own personal feelings or everybody's own personal choices when it comes to religion and spirituality out. People look to spiritual leaders just for that, for leadership. Mm -hmm. So if nothing else, you are and wrong. Safety. And safety. Okay? So if nothing else, you're wrong for misleading. All of these people who are coming to you out of the kindness of their heart and literally supporting you financially, for you to take that sort of tone, that sort of attitude, it was so less than honorable. It was actually disgusting to watch. And it was even mm -hmm. more disgusting to watch because she didn't have any makeup on. So... <laughs> Shout out to Kim Burrell. I would really like to leave her behind, period. Mm, yes. Um, but that hypocrisy and all of that, we can leave it behind, and we're going to replace it with more gay people in positions of power, especially in politics. That's what we're going to replace it with. <laughs> all right. Hmm. Your choice, friend. The last one. Knock okay. them out the box, friend. So remember we had that episode about letting go of your story, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And how... It seems like it's hard these days to celebrate where you're at without, you know, doing a rundown of what you've been through to get to where you're at. Yes, friend. So I would love to leave behind those tweets where people are celebrating graduating and then having a list like, because my mom got <laughs> shot. You laughing because you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I didn't know, like, when I tell you, I didn't know where you were about to go, but when you said that, immediately I was like, okay, I know where we are. It's, it'll be like, because my house burned down when I was five. Okay. My father got shot in the head. My And, you know, trigger warning for those of you who have been through right. this. But the reality is a lot of us have been I through a lot of shit. seven toes on one foot. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know. My grandma just died last week. And then they be like, but I graduated with honors and blah, blah. Mm -hmm. What, what would have been 
so hard to say like, y'all, I graduated with honors. Like, pray. And it wasn't easy. And it wasn't easy. That's it. Boom. And I'm just fascinated because now it's become a competition. It's like and gotten don't crazy. Play on, don't play on my sympathy. Don't play on my heart. I feel like that's you playing with my heart. Like, why are you forcing me to to feel sorry for you? Right. Like, but I, also, I, but also, why? What is it about you that makes you feel you're not worthy of these accomplishments without listing all that? You're that's worthy. A great point, you're totally worthy. You graduating, we're gonna be proud regardless. If you wrote a book, we're gonna be proud regardless. You know what I mean? Like you don't. I I really want to bring back that episode of letting go of the story because I think now it becomes a competition of who's had the worst life, so that people can be like, oh no no no, you really deserve to graduate. I don't know about you because you didn't have. You know what I mean? Right. Like, because, <laughs> like it's like what? It can't it's, just be a good ass time. It's like a. It almost to me feels like an episode of Black Mirror where it's like. <laughs> It's like a competition yeah. of, well, who got shot? Well, I didn't get shot enough, so I got to go get shot because, you know, I'm trying to get 2018 to be lit. <laughs> like, right. I really wish people would just understand that they are completely worthy of every accomplishment that they have managed and pulled off and are working towards, and you are worthy. You're worthy. Yes. You don't need our sympathy. You don't need us to feel bad or think that you— uh, you know, thank God you got there because of all the odds, everyone has odds stacked against them. Yes, some people more than others, but you are totally worthy and it's okay to celebrate how amazing you're doing now without revisiting those stories so that we feel bad to then feel good for how you're doing. So I would like to leave that and I would like people to just share their accomplishments and Bless be happy heart. about Amen. it. Bless your Amen. Heart, That's just where I'm at, you know? Let's just let's just you know, it's it was a hard life for a lot of us, but that's mine. So this was fun. It sure it was, was great. right? So those of you listening uh, that have your own podcast, I love the tag thing that we did uh, yes. when we did yeah. the people are still responding. Yes, to that you too. noticed yes, that. Yes. We, I love that. So those of you with your own podcast or even with your own YouTube's or whatever media uh outlet or form that you use to express yourself online. I would love to hear your version of this. Tag us so that we can see it and listen. I've definitely been listening to all your podcasts. You guys are hilarious. <laughs> um and also thank you for supporting us because I just love this the ecosystem yes, that Lord. we've created online. So yeah, tag us, do your trends that you're leaving, but also remember to replace them with what you think would create a better 2018. This week's podcast is also brought to you by Casper Mattresses. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience, one night at a time. Casper Mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. Not to mention, the breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. And this is the coolest part, you guys. It's delivered right to your door in a small how they do that there, sized box, with free shipping and <laughs> returns in the U.S. and Canada. But the best part, according to this ad, not to me, the best part according to me is how it comes. But the other best part is that you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. Sleep on it. Exactly. So you can try this 
Casper mattress for 100 nights risk-free. It's an amazing opportunity. After all, you spend one-third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfortable while you do it. Mm. I love Crazy. my Casper mattress. I have the original Casper. Um, it's I listen. I've been sleeping and like, what do they say at Christmas time? Since we just off the holidays to sleep what in heavenly peace, and that's exactly <laughs> what I've been doing. Amen. Nightly. Amen. You talking about Christmas in July? <laughs> okay. I got me a Casper too. So I <laughs> let's know. talk so about. Amen. <laughs> I'm looking forward to. It. I'm going to try to get the um, the sheets and the pillows. Yes. Like I'm, I'm literally. They have sheets and pillows. They, yeah, they got a whole pillows. set. I oh even my have god. doggy. Get into this. They even have doggy mattresses, <gasps> like pet mattresses. Oh my god. Yes. yes. They have all of and that. And it all we looks comfortable. For Ling. Yes, oh, we should. Yes. <laughs> so I just am really looking forward to the sheets and the pillows. But uh, like I said, I love my Casper mattress, and every guest I've had has loved my Casper mattress as well. Oh. Um, so start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper. You can get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com forward slash friendzone and using friendzone at checkout. That's casper.com forward slash friendzone offer code friendzone for $50 off your mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply. And that's it for this week's hot button. Now let's jump into the wellness segment. I've been practicing. Yes, Lord. Well, 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 well. Mm. <laughs> Sultry. I've been practicing. <laughs> so, okay, I haven't talked about hair in a long time. And I, you know, hair is just hair. And we all have different hair, so it's so hard for me to suggest a product when people have different hair types because it might not have the same results for you. Right. You know, um, People have wigs, people have weaves, you know what I mean? So I never want anyone to feel like they can't participate in what I share. But I have been getting a ton of people lately, especially because of how fast my hair is growing. You Mm -hmm. see how it's already grown out. She back. It's crazy. So people have been hitting me up, uh, especially when we have our live shows. Or I bumped into a couple of girls in Nashville, and they were tweeting about how popping my hair was, which Uh. I appreciated. Um, So... I wanted to tell you guys what I've been using. Now, I know for some of you listening, you're going to say, girl, we leaving Shea Moisture in 2017 (laughs) because they've, you know, had a rough year. They did. They They did. did. But, you know. (laughs) But a good product is a good product. Yeah, I mean, you know it's kind of (laughs) hard. When they change the recipes, you know, I know. And that's the thing. I've been using Shea Moisture, those of you who have known me from the YouTube days since like 2011, 2012. Um, so I'm one of the like OG users of it. And honestly, they have changed a lot of their formulations because from my understanding, this isn't pure fact. This is speculation on my part. I think they are trying to be more universal um, and reach, you know, to a, more of the demographic. So they're creating products that white women can use as well. And so the formulas have gotten a little lighter. They're not as thick. They're not as moisturizing. They're not as uh, defining for our coils and our curls. And at least that's my perspective on it. So I actually haven't been using Shea Moisture for my hair in a long time. Um, But recently, I saw that they had a product called Red Palm Oil and Cocoa Butter. It's a red, uh, red branding. And it caught my eye. And I was like, you know what? Let me use this just to see if it'll work. And... It was amazing. Mm. <laughs> I used the shampoo, the conditioner, and they have a cream, just like a styling cream. 
I used all three and it was the best hair day I'd had in a long time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I know we have our issues with Shane Moisture <laughs> and their politics and the ads that they choose to have and the fact that they have built their brands on black women and the natural hair boom, natural hair movement. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and now our trying to go bigger and I know a lot of people aren't too happy about that but the product really worked and I know a lot of naturals are struggling to find products that worked and you guys this one just really worked if you don't like Shea Moisture because you don't respect the politics I completely 100% understand but if you are looking for an affordable product that has great ingredients and really works especially now that the temps have fucking dropped so our hair is drier than normal the red palm oil is really good for dry scalp which is why it's this brand uh, not this brand this um, mixture of ingredients is actually really perfect for these cold temps so and obviously cocoa butter is just amazing for keeping your hair soft yeah so that combo red palm oil and cocoa butter you know what if you want to make it yourself you know i have videos on youtube from like 2001 (laughs) 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 right (laughs) go ahead and get the ingredients i have my diy butters and and structures on how to do that but if not shame moisture has a great new product out that i think is worth checking out and my hair loves it. My hair's been looking amazing. It looks I was, good today. That's what's in there now. Funny enough, this is like seven-day hair. I haven't wow. put anything in it and haven't washed it, haven't touched it, and it looks decent. And this is like me being lazy. But the only reason I'm mentioning it is because so many people have been asking what I'm using in my hair. I was not going to promote Shea Moisture. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to keep it real with y'all. If that's what I'm using and y'all like how it looks, I'm going to tell y'all the truth. And that's it. That's it for this week's wellness segment. Oh, and it's available, obviously, at CVS, Target, Walgreens. Wherever Shea Moisture sold. Wherever Shea Moisture sold. It's <laughs> the red. grow my hair out. <laughs> <laughs> it's the red brand. Yeah. And they, so it's the cream, the styling cream, the shampoo, and the leave-in rinse-out conditioner. Those are the three I've been using in my hair. So happy. So, so happy. It makes me want to cut my hair shorter, actually, because I like how it makes the curls pop. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, <laughs> that's it for this week's wellness segment. Now let's jump to which one? Music or TV? It's music. Let's do the music, man. Which got for us today. They don't want music. Is this country day? Ow. <laughs> they don't want music. I don't know why I like saying Merzik so much it's better. It's funny as hell. I just always say Merzik. I used to actually make playlists back in the day, and it was the Merzik styles. Dead. I don't know why. Um. Anyway, shout out to everybody that has been listening, have been listening to the playlist pledges that I've been putting out. December Diddy Bops was out on Spotify, but and apparently I only tweeted the Apple Music link out, but I didn't make it available publicly on my profile. So some people got it, and a lot of people didn't. So for all of the, all of those out there that follow me on Apple Music, it is open on my profile now. I don't know why it did not show up, but there was a link that was available. So you all can listen to December Diddy Bops while I finish putting together the January Jams. Now, the January Jams, that's not the official name of the playlist. I'm just calling it that because I wanted to forecast a lot of what was happening from last year. Like a lot of the songs that uh, I feel like were people... Um, that didn't get enough play. They're the people that I want to get a lot of play this year. So Amen. I'm putting together a playlist of those people, and I might add in some jams that come out over the next couple of weeks because I like to put the playlist out in the middle of the month. That way there's stuff that's been out in January along with the stuff that ain't been out. Moving right along, 
I wanted to do an icebreaker that was brought to you by <laughs> Amber Roddy, who actually emails us a lot. Shout out to Amber. Um, it's a music manifestation icebreaker. Amber writes, hey, friends, happy new year. Just a quick icebreaker to ring in the new year. If you could meditate and manifest new music or album from any living artist, who would it be? Wow. If I could manifest new music from anyone, it'd be Sade. I'd probably have to beg the universe to even listen to my request and owe my ancestors a few favors. But new music from Sade, worth it. So shout mm. out to Amber. I think that's super dope. Amber's the one that bought us the tea, and right? Is it? Is she? I'm pretty sure. Well, it, shout out to Amber, her. Amber, if it's you, let us know, because I'm pretty sure you're the one that hooked us up with those bomb-ass teas in D.C., right? Yeah. Yeah. It might be, because Amber emails into us. In... Let us know, Amber. Yes, let us know. If it's not, my bad. <laughs> if it's not, thanks for still writing in, because she, write, she writes in a lot. Yeah. But um, Amber wants us to manifest our musical um, pick for the year. Hmm. Or maybe it could just be someone that ain't going to make some music, but we really wish we could have some music from. Okay, so I want I want a tweet album Ooh. produced by three people and three people only. Mm, okay. Missy Elliott, Kanye West, and Raphael Sadiq. Wow. Yes. That's wow. what I want. And there ain't no reason. Tweet. Now listen. I know you didn't laid up with that pastor and y'all going mm. together or whatever it is y'all doing. Wow. <laughs> wow. And I understand you have to switch it up a little bit now. We don't necessarily need another oops, Omar. You ain't got to talk about what you was talking about on there. But why can't we have another album that is worthy of you as a comeback album? The last one was cool. I got it. I bought it. I supported it. And there was a couple gems on there because you can't help but make good music. You're that good at what you do. But you deserve a moment. And their moment should be curated by me. Call me Tweet. And Tweet, you are so the shit that your your seed is the shit, too. Shout out to Tweet's daughter who makes music, well, was making music. I hope she goes back to making music. Deshauna, I forgot what her artist name was. But if you out there, too, girl, you still young. Give us some jams. Mm, um, <clears throat> funny enough, I mean, I love that you said Missy, so she's a mm-hmm. bonus. Mm-hmm. I would love for Missy mm-hmm. to drop right. some new music. Yes, okay. Please. Imagine her and Timbaland. I feel like we was, we was going to get an album. <laughs> Missy and Pharrell. Please, God. Always. God, that would be fun. But my choice, I would love another Andre 3000 album. Me too. Ooh. Me too. Right? Yes. I don't even know if we can say another because does he have one? I mean, I know Love Below, but that technically, technically, yeah. Like, I would love an Andre 3000 album. (gasps) And I would love for him to tap into. I mean, obviously, I can't decide what his sound would be because what makes him him is that he's so different. But I would love if he played more into, like, his songs, like, prototype. Yes. So maybe put him with, like, a Salam Remy. So that you see yes. how Salam Remy did come and chill mm-hmm. um, with Miguel. Miguel. I was gonna mm-hmm. say she lives in my lap because she lives in my lap. My fiance. Yes. <sighs> you know what I mean. And him and Rosario Dawson. Like. Ooh. Yes. So I would. Why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> so I would love for him to kind of play around with more of the songs and vocals and the rap, which I know people that are young would be like, "That's like Drake," but no. This is Andre 3000's version. But imagine him playing around with that. And he's older now. I would love to hear his 
love stories and yes. just what he's been through as an artist and being an older artist, like all that. I think he it would be a great album. I feel like we only got one shot at this happening, right? Right. So I'm not going to be picky. I just give me that double disc. Mm. Give me <laughs> one right. rapping, one singing. <laughs> That's all I want. Oh, give me shit. a double disc, one rapping, one singing because he is un matched oh, as a lyricist God, that's so and he, that's why we were also surprised and shocked at his artistry and how expansive it was and the as fashion. a singer Hello, and the fashion the, fashion. the, the, yes. the, 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 the actual original organic fashion that's truly him right such a fun dude so yeah yo. I agree man and then you saw the GQ article where he was saying that he Music is for freshness and young kids, and he just feels like he's not. Yeah, like it's, it's past him. He's not on pulse, and I'm like, where the fuck he no, get that shit from? Right, I'm like, that couldn't be further from the truth. It's, like, it's waiting for you to come back and mold it. Right. Yo, what happened when the interviewer said, "Where you get that shit from?" <laughs> okay, yo, when music, and, laugh. Like, when nah, music bro. and writing and fashion and creativity are in your blood, like it is for him, that yes. you can tell that is him, him, him. It's not like created by the music industry. You never get uncool. Nope. You will always be cool. Look at Erica Badu. She's always going to be cool to me. Yep. There's certain people that are just always going to be cool. And he's that. So hopefully if we, all th- if we all collectively think oh. about his album, maybe it'll shift something in the energy. And I have another article I'd like to add to uh, my pre- what please. I've presented. Mm-hmm. I want an R&B album from Erica Campbell, produced by her oh, husband, Warren Campbell. Oh, Erica Campbell is That's super all. talented. I just want one good R&B album from her, produced by her husband. What about her it. sister? Who? Well, she ain't got no sister. No, nah, we don't. That don't even. That's Steph and Fetched ass, mm-hmm. um, Uncle Tom, Uncle Thomasina <laughs> ass, mm-hmm. wide calf to ankle ratio <gasps> ass. Stomp your ground Stomp Ain't she in Stomp the music That's what she need to go In Broadway on A stomp Tina Campbell in Stomp <laughs> no, Beating, beating buckets With all them damn kids <laughs> That you would like Well Okay so <laughs> I hate Well her. let me just start with I can't wait for Drake to drop You know I've missed Drake a lot So I feel like Drake Has to drop this year That's not my musical manifestation though I just wanted to make sure I said that at some point right. Um Mine is not going to be as deep as you guys because y'all got some really good ones. <laughs> but uh, to the theme of, like, black women and pop music and that whole uh, vein, I really, I really, really, really been missing Carrie Hilson. Oh, So I wish I could get one more Carrie Hilson project. I'm not saying it has to be a pop record, but, you know, Carrie, she... She can't help it. She, she deserves... I mean, she could just do so many awesome, dope things. She, oh, my God, She was y'all. doing it then. <laughs> when Do you remember The Clutch? Like how... Jesus oh, my God. The Clutch she, was futuristic then. So imagine what she would be doing now with all these dope-ass producers coming out and stuff like that. And she don't even need to work with half of them to still make the dope shit that she was making. I could see her putting something out with Metro Boomin. Oh, my God. Rock, yes. Right? That's what I'm telling you. Like, with the... It's, Carrie Atlanta, so she knows yes. those sounds. Right. On top of her being Carrie, like it would and change. She has the a good game. voice. Great and she's voice. Beautiful. Great voice. That's why we all talk up talk through our teeth when we think about it, because <laughs> it's such a loss and such a waste. And it was such a stupid thing to do. That's literally somebody who threw the banana peel on the floor in front of them and slipped their damn. So that's that's literally what she did. She had it all. 
And we were on her side. I'll never forget arguing people down to the ground. That energy was revolutionary. And oh it was just, it meant the album was going to be so good. And look at what she did on that Timberland, you know, project and all that shit. And then what for her to do what? Ruin everything, being <sighs> stupid. And then be even more stupid by getting on Twitter talking about it so people could keep harassing her stupid ass. And I'm going to tell you something else. Because I love Carrie Hilson, and that's why this is out of love. She pissed me off. She did an interview about working with Mary J. Blige on Take Me As Uh-oh. I Am. Oh, no, I don't know this. And I oh, felt no. like if there's an interview, if you go back, you'll find it, um, if anybody cares that much. But she did an interview where they were asking her about her experience working with Mary J. Blige doing Take Me As I Am. And when she was talking about it, it was just very disrespectful. She was saying positive things, but in a very disrespectful way, like, you know, working with Mary, I just went in there, Mary, you know, she's just that bitch. Like, I went in there and, like, we went in there or whatever, and that bitch just did her thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mary, that bitch, like, it was like that. As opposed to being someone who is new to making their own R&B music. Yes, you've written for all these people, but your prowess as an artist, you know what I mean? It just isn't there. And it was just very, it was very much in poor taste. Mm. And it never really set right with me. So that coupled with what she went on to do years later in reference to to Beyonce, it just, she, and I just got mad because her work is good. And I literally love Carrie Hilson's music. I'll never forget that night me and you were walking around. Me and Asante were in oh Harlem God, you ain't gotta say this. at all these parks. And <laughs> we were on the campus of Columbia University. All these places yes. in the middle, literally the middle of the night, like 3.30 in the morning, blasting Carrie Hilson, really? random Carrie Hilson yeah. songs. What were your J-Hud? No, this is pre-J-Hud. Oh. This, <laughs> pre J- this J-Hud is his speaker for those of you who yeah, don't know. He named and for those of y'all that J-Hud. asked me, the speaker, <laughs> the brand is Ultimate Ears. Ultimate Ears, the UE boom. I tweeted it, but people asking me, I'm saying it. <laughs> but Carrie Hilson, I still just want to go on ahead and say that that is what I would manifest. I mean, I just I can't I'm stop listening. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with, with you, you too. Like, she gets, she deserves. The, record, she, the records with Timbaland... Let me just say this, okay? She has several records with Timberland, but there is one record that has Carrie Hilson and Nicole Scherzinger, uh, Scream. Mm-hmm. And Scream... Mm-hmm. The top of I will never forget Scream ends, and it just makes me want more. It just made me want more of a song. And that feeling to be in a song is like unmatched i haven't had that feeling like and it was the production that that timbaland threw on it along with what those women were doing on the track which i loved it was like the perfect mix of like music and sex it was great so carrie Hilson was my music what about fifi dobson please bring you imagine if she rolled back out right now and came came back really owning that she was that bitch because she had some records she I got really an did. 8 by 10 Fifi, for you, you to at? sign. <laughs> okay, Oh Julia. I, that first oh I, that first album I actually like knew like front forwards and backwards. She's a bonus. Fifi, Fifi if Dobson. you by chance are listening to this or if someone that knows her is, tell her we want an album. We do. Just come Take out. Take me away. Hey. Take me far away from here. <laughs> Cause you know she's the Canadian. <laughs> Take me far away from here. Run. No stop. We run. will run. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Fifi Dobson. 
Uh, oh, and I actually have a quick story for you, Dustin. So this weekend, mm-hmm. I was asking Claude and Chuck. Okay. Who, for those of you who don't know, are two of my best friends who have literally worked with everyone in the business. Yes, they have. Chuck is an amazing producer. Claude's an amazing writer. They make a team, a, a music production team called Lewis York, as well as artists. But yeah. I was asking them, of all the artists they work with, who are the ones that... uh are who they are. Like, mm-hmm. they don't change up. They're not, like, one way on TV and one way in the studio, but just are awesome all the way around and as dope as their music is, like, personality-wise. And they both said Mary J. Blige. Now, let me just get up and walk to the <laughs> left. <laughs> really? I yep. mean, it was, like, a resounding, you know, like, unanimous decision. Obviously, they we talked about a ton of artists, but... They both said of all the ones they've worked with, and they had a couple of ones that they listed, but that she was, like, epically amazing as a person. They said she's so nice and works so hard and is nice to everybody, even as big as she is, Uh because it's Mary J. It doesn't matter if you are the intern that came in to bring her her food, you know, or, like, she's just nice. And that made me happy because I was like, Dustin will probably be so happy to hear that. <laughs> so that's awesome. That yes, made me happy. I don't even have nothing to say. I'm just going to smile. Because you know how they say you it. should never meet your heroes yes. because it'll disappoint you. So I was like, if he ever meets her. Well, you know I have. Oh. And she was very, very kind to me. See? Very kind to that me. That makes me so happy. So I, to hear that. I'm afraid to ask about the ones I like. <laughs> but that's why she's been, that's why she's sustained though. Mm-hmm. Because of that. Hello. So. Keys. Amen. Well, the next and last part of the segment is Listens Lately. So what have you guys been listening to? Hmm. I love this song to? called Girl Like Me by Tomboy. I think it's her, is is her name. Um, but I'm hooked on this song. It is, let me tell you right now. Yep, Tumboy. So she spells her name T-U-M-B-O-I-I, and the song is Like Me, and it's the jam. Check that out. I'm in love with Trina's verse on Bree Taylor's Pop Sun, but I don't like Bree Taylor, so let's just keep it moving. <laughs> um, and then the Pros remix um, featuring Cash Dial. Look that up. It's really great. And I heard a new song that sounds like a children's song, but it's still the jam, so I'm going to go with it. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's by the Go Team, some group called the Go Team. The it was Go on Team. the Music Choice Indie channel. So it's called, it's by this group called the Go Team, and it's called Semicircle Song. It's really good. Hmm. I like Barty A. Cardi. Who, what? Yes. Right? I'm glad for her because I know she was stressed. You could tell she was afraid to put anything else out. I love it. Because Bodak Yellow was just too big. And it's like, how it do you follow big. that up? Yeah, how do you follow that up? And I think she did a good job. I agree. I'm very excited for her. I hope this makes her relax a little bit. I also love La Modelo with Ozuna. Yes. The, her, the Spanish song. Yeah, yes. She's, first of all, she sounds great yep. singing in Spanish. Like, really, really pretty. I was like, I, heard it. I was. It was pleasantly. I was pleasantly surprised at the vocal. Yeah, because she sings yep. the hook. I was like, oh shit, Cardi can. She sing. sounds good. She sounds like good. Oh, I have seen. I watched the video. Yeah, yes. she sounds good when With she the plays drone. around. Yeah, flying above them. I think they were like in Jamaica or something. So that's dope. Um, who else have I been listening to? 
I guess that's really it. Oh, I, you know what? I like the new Cassie song. Oh, yes. Don't Play It Safe. Oh, I haven't heard it. It's very cute. Is it with Kate Trinata? Yes, it's with yes. Kate Trinata. And I think he brought out a very cool, chill Bye. side, yeah. which we know Cassie's chill, you know? Yeah, Don't Play It Safe. Yeah, hey. Don't Play It Safe. So I definitely like that. Um, yeah, that's it for me. I got put on... One of you sent me a Snapchat, but what I hate about Snapchat is that you guys sent me the song. I went and left to go listen to the song, and then when I came back, I didn't know who sent me the message because I could, you know. So whoever put me on to Cleo Soul, thank you. And so she's a dope artist. That's C L E O S O L. She has a really dope songs, really chill vibe. Someone sent it to me on Snapchat and was like, I feel like you would like this. Thank you so much, whoever you are. Hit me if you happen to be listening to this and let me know it was you so I can shout you out on the next episode. Uh, that's it. And still listening to Miguel. And Jeezy. Yes, still listening to Miguel. Mm-hmm. Um, A lot of Frank Ocean. Uh, um, The first one? The Blonde album. Oh, Blonde. Oh, you like Blonde? I've been on it. You know, it took me it's a while. It's the season. It it's took the- me a while to have to be honest. Okay, so it's... so. I have, there are so many different things that I want to say, but it's funny that you said that. So I want to start with um, shout out to Charlemagne the God hey. and Joe Budden. Hey, they were um, and Revolt TV actually. They had their special on Revolt where they got to talk about uh, this oh, year was like dope, dope trash. and trash. Yes, right. yes, which I think needs to be a show because they're awesome. They together. are great together. I don't even feature Joe Budden like that, but I definitely <laughs> respect his opinion and how he delivers it. Mm-hmm. And him and Charlemagne, chemistry is chemistry. Chemistry is chemistry, and and the fact that they both can like agree to disagree in certain instances, and even be they can change their opinions. I respect that. That means that they're listening, that there is some awareness there, and I really appreciate that. Now, with that said, um, Charlemagne was reminding me of, like, the bops this year. So <laughs> I'd already been listening to um, Big Sean, his album that dropped. Um, so he was talking about replay value and how dope that is. Mm-hmm. So I've been listening to Big Sean's album. I also checked out Sahai the Prince. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot i don't know if i mentioned him on any of the shows but his album was really really dope really good. and like is the i've been listening to it again i was like oh, this is a really good album like how did i forget playing this but i wanted to remind people that he's like a ghostwriter for a lot of people yes um <laughs> but no more Fun fact. Well, not at the moment <laughs> so they said he wrote the titanic song <laughs> Um, so Sahai the Prince project was no dope on Sundays. Oh, Sahai the Prince. The, the reason that the reason that this is funny is because can you look at what's next to Sahai's album? Oh, Gucci. I was going to talk about Gucci Man's project next. The human uh, El Gato, the human glacier. El Gato, the human glacier. And what does that and even it goes mean? Off. <laughs> So Oh, it's like Bussy Gato. <laughs> For those who don't remember that story, you missed out. <laughs> Somebody wrote in one time and they said they were like, just call me um, to what Bussy email Cat. address? <laughs> <laughs> to the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com as per usual. Uh-huh. Um I've also been listening to Huncho Jack, which yes, was Lord. Right? Yes, Lord. Yes, Travis. Hey. Yes. Travis Scott and Quavo put out a project together. So if you haven't listened to that, go check it out. Um also, damn, there were so many different things I want to talk about. I know I'm forgetting something. Oh, Ella, I, I've been talking about this artist on here. Her name is Ella May, but mm-hmm. it's spelled M-A-I. So mm-hmm. I was calling her Ella May on here. So Ella May, um, I wanted to mention her 
because I finally took the time to listen to the 12 new tracks on Chris Brown's Heartbreak on the Full Oh, mode. shit. I definitely so promised I would. I've definitely listened to all 572 tracks on the album. I've <laughs> right. made it all the way through. But um, LMI is on one of the songs, and it is super fucking dope. So mm. I want, I mean, LMA. Sorry, I made the mistake all over again. LMA, the song is called This Christmas. And uh, it's, now we have a starting point. Right. So it's Chris Brown featuring LMA. Um, and it's this Christmas. Go listen to the song. She's singing her fucking ass off. It ain't the typical Christmas carol. Because I thought it was going to be Chris Brown singing his ass off and fucking mm-hmm. shit up. And she was going to be in too. But um, it's something a lot sexier and different. But uh, go listen to the track. All that's right. track 92. Oh, track so, 69. So you know what? <laughs> track 304. <laughs> um, <laughs> so because Chris Brown re-released it, what he did was he put the 12 new tracks first. Oh, so it... R- Smart. So it's track 11 on the 12 new tracks, but I just want to shout her out and make sure I was keeping you guys posted on what she's been doing because I want to keep talking about new artists or artists that ain't really popped just yet. Also, for the last part of the Music Man segment, I want to talk about uh, music videos. Um, music videos is just something that I feel like as we got to the end of the year, started to become a thing all over again. Between thanks to Tidal. You know, well, you know, thanks to Tidal, yes, but I also want... TV to take back music videos. Yes, which is what I was saying about Revolt. You, what you were saying to what you were saying with Revolt to how MTV used to be. Yeah, even VH1, even the expensive channels, the channels is all the way in the hundreds that you ain't going to. The, the VH1 souls and all that. I right. feel like they cut content too. Everybody needs to go back to playing these music videos. Please. Music videos are dope expressions and extensions of these artists. And I feel like people miss out on certain messages or even looks of an artist. And that's going to definitely give us back these eras that we love from artists. Yeah, speak so, on it. If you are um, a label, too, maybe I'm talking to you because y'all don't like to spend money on artists no goddamn more. You sure want artists don't. to do all the promo and Especially shit. Especially not artist development. If you're going to spend money for artists to do these music videos, don't then say, well, you need to be out there promoting it. Y'all need to say, we spent money on this fucking music video, so let's also spend uh, money putting these mu- music videos in places. So if that means y'all need to make MTV develop more music video shows so we can see more music video, because it's MTV music television, Talk about then do it. that shit. Do that shit. Everybody would love that shit. It inspires the masses when we can turn on the TV, look at something cool that our artist is doing that is still part of their artistry, that we can appreciate or debate or just anything that's going to stimulate us and give us something to talk about. Amen. So I just wanted to say that because I love music videos. We have no classic music videos. We don't. Like, None I couldn't think, in this generation. I can't think of a video that came out last year that I was like, that's the hot one. Like, What's a video in the past, let's say, five years that you can still remember that was like, whoa. That- Formation. But that don't count because it's Beyonce. Right. <laughs> so, I, I mean, mean, you know what I'm that saying? Like that, you know. <laughs> But you know what? But I see why he said it don't count because right. Beyonce was around in the era of right. when I make videos. Right. There right. has to be looks. Something to and, it. Exactly. Even so, Rihanna. <laughs> even right. Rihanna. Because the mm-hmm. We Found Love video Well, is let's take Rihanna and Beyonce uh, out. New people. New people. New Who people. has made a, a video that you were like, fuck, this was great? I mean, I watch music videos, and I'm struggling. Like, I saw videos from a lot of big artists, and I thought, okay, this is cool, but... Let me think about this, though. We might have to come back to this. This will be an icebreaker later. That could be next week. Next week, we'll talk... We'll we'll think on it. Let's do our research. How about that? There you go. Right? I'm going to compile some music videos from 2017, my damn self, and make y'all watch it, and then we can talk about it. We can do a poll. Yeah. Music Man poll. Okay? So that's next week. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so that's it for the Music Man segment on Pond Over Here. Oh, wait, and before we go, my favorite song on Blonde is Siegfried. 
Oh my really? god. Yes. It's the best. It's number one. <laughs> I really, you know what's interesting I want to say, and I, this should probably be a Music Man segment too at one point. You know how there are albums that you just won't feel? Mm-hmm. And then you'll revisit years later or months like, later and it like hits you totally differently than when you initially heard it I love when that happens There's, that's actually been happening a lot with food with music shit that like I didn't resonate with at all suddenly I'm sitting there like how did I not what did I not hear I love that I, love that I don't know feeling. if it's like maybe things you experience and now you can connect with right. it or whatever the case may be but I love when that happens and right now I understand Blonde that's right I love that uh, also, before we go, I wanted to say because you said Miguel, uh, I still love Miguel's album, but I also have been listening to all of Miguel's old shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sure Thing keeps coming oh. back up. Mm. Uh, shout out Ever. to Spotify; they have a playlist called All the Feels, and Sure Thing is on there. And I was like, Oh goddamn! Like I forgot, as I love Miguel this damn much. And then I went back through the catalog of all the old cool ass Miguel songs. I like, so shout out to Miguel and that. Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker. A new concept in eyewear, contemporary glasses that are extremely affordable and fashion-forward. Warby Parker makes buying glasses online easy and risk-free. Their home try-on program allows you to order five pairs of glasses shipped directly to your door, where you can try them on in the comfort of your own home. That means you don't have to leave your house to do it. And that's not even in the ad. I just got really excited about that. Get feedback from friends, family, colleagues, the mailman, everyone whose opinion you care about. Glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. And lenses include anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings. You can try the frames for five days before sending them back using a free prepaid return shipping label with no obligation to purchase. It's 100% free. It's so easy a dog could do it. Now, y'all... Way I've done this Warby Parker try on. I did it like three or four times. Like they literally sent me glasses. I tried them all on. I was like, nope, and sent them back, and they sent me more. Literally four times, and then it was just really cool because I didn't have to leave my house. I thought it was like just super personal that I could sit and have my little selfie session at home and see what they looked like. And then I brought some here actually, and y'all got to see the sunglasses. But I was so motivated to get them, I went into the store and got them. But it was just really cool that they offered that home try-on. But it's also dope to know that you can go into a store and get the glasses as well. So, I love my Warby Parker glasses. Oh, my God. They're so fresh. I don't so even cute. like wearing my glasses. Pink ones that I'm obsessed oh, with. Oh, yeah. Those are really cute. The best. I just like saying I shop at Warby Parker because I feel like it makes me a little bit classier. <laughs> right? It does. I try to be polished, you know. So that is just, a name. Yeah, Warby Parker. When people Warby ask Parker. me, when they're like, are those Warby Parker? I'm like... Yeah, and it feels like a moment every time. <laughs> I don't know why. Because I don't even like wearing glasses, so when I have to wear these, I'm like, damn, let me put my glasses on. It's like, oh, okay, dude, the Warby Parkers ain't so bad. And then people say something, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm class A. <laughs> and they only start at $95, so. Super cute. Head to warbyparker.com slash friendzone to order your free home try-ons today. Choose the five frames you'd like to try on, mail the frames back, choose your favorite pair to have your prescription added, and order. Have an iPhone X? Make sure to download the Warby Parker's app where you can use their brand new feature, Find Your Fit. Find Your Fit uses the iPhone X True Depth camera to map and measure key facial features. Wow. So instead of using those emojis, you're going to be using this to try on the Warby Parker's. <laughs> using these measurements, Find Your Fit recommends approximately 12 Warby Parker frames that are likely the best fit for your face. The process is seamless and only takes a few seconds. Warby Parker makes your experience completely risk-free, and they provide free shipping all around. Visit warbyparker.com slash friendzone to begin your free home try-on experience today. 
That's warbyparker.com slash friendzone. Go get them, folks. Uh, now that that now we got that shit out the way, we're going to move on to asking for a friend. I'm just kidding, because we still have to go to TV land. <laughs> Take it away, Dustin. Us, Dustin. Well, you know, really, everybody's been on hiatus because of the Christmas and New Year holiday. Ooh. Oh, true. Right, but, but sliding in there just in the nick of time was say? Love and Hip Hop Miami, the mm. series premiere, starring none other than Diamond Princess, Just Mind Your Business, Trina. Yes. <laughs> Trick Daddy Dollars, Gunplay, Veronica Vega. Gunplay. Mm-hmm. Gunplay. Interesting. Veronica Vega. Um, Amara uh, La Negra. We're going to get to her. <gasps> She's in it? Yes. We're going to get to her because I'm in love. That's huge for her. Yeah. I'm oh in love. Oh, my God. I, yes. Wow. Her. Who decided that? Trina. Really? I'm just playing. But oh. Trina, did, Trina did say that she submitted the list. Wow. So there's that. But um, there's a few That's more so people on the show, including um, Pleasure P from Pretty Ricky, okay. and also his other band members, that his other group members, they appear on the show as well. And then he's in a relationship with Shay Bucky Johnson. Um, <gasps> from and so Flavor she, Flav. Yep. Yeah, yeah. wow. Scrappy's ex. Yep, and she's right. on the show. Yeah, I'm like, yes. <laughs> Look, sure. I had to give her some validity. <laughs> she's on the show. So let me just start by saying this, right? Because it's already loving hip hop. You already know what that entails. You already know what that brings. You know, along with it, um, it is a Mona Sky Young production, Mona Me Entertainment. So there are certain things that you just gotta buy into when you know that you're watching Love and Hip Hop. Okay, mm. for me, what works is viewing it just like I would if I was watching a soap opera. Like I watch Love and Hip Hop shows just like I watch, like I would watch rather, say The Young and the Restless or Guiding Light, yes. or you know Passions. For those of you that remember oh, that, passions. you know people, wow. yeah, you know. You are- Days of our lives, things like that. So I look at, you know, love and hip hop just like that. And it makes it a much more pleasant experience because there's no guilt, there's no regret, there's no, you know, feeling like you're slumming it. It's none of that. Like it's just an enjoyable watch. And you really get invested into the characters. So the dramatics were there. And I ain't talking about the 70s R&B group. I mean the dramatics, antics of the people, okay? (laughs) They were there. Um, You have the most interesting take on colorism in the Latin community. Mm. Mm. Several conversations are being started by this show um, and a scene between a producer named Young Hollywood and Amara La Negra, um, who he immediately just kind of dismissed as someone who was unmarketable, um, and he immediately correlated that to her opinion, appearance, rather. Let me guess, to her fro. Her fro, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Her and fro. Her skin color. Yep. yep. He said it's too much. He even made... Uh, La Negra, what, what's that? He mockingly um, put his fist in the air, you know, and you, you're all this. You're so aggressive. He, he kept know? doing that shit, too. Yeah. I wanted to punch the shit out of him. He's like, and he said, you need to be more elegant. Um, and she said, I can't be elegant with a fro. And he said, no. He said, she said, a fro's not elegant. He said, no, you know. Wow. And so, but the great thing is, even though watching him be, you know, literally a infested, uh, you know. Who is he? Young Hollywood. That's his name. He's a producer. He's worked with a few other groups, you know, and we're not going to discredit his music. He's going to do it for us by the shit that he's doing on the show. Um, So we don't even have to do that. Right. But he, um, 
he uh, just really, even though he's so ignorant, it has sparked a conversation, and I'm glad that I'm seeing this being discussed because I do live in New York, and I'm around. I just understand... um, I understand this conversation. I'll just put it like that because mm-hmm. I see this here. I see it take place in New York. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that it's getting the national stage. And I also feel like Amara La Negra is absolutely beautiful. And totally. she's somebody that the world needs to lay their eyes on. Absolutely. I didn't know who she was until Love & Hip Hop Miami. That's why I'm so also, surprised because she's a really dope artist. She's, she's so very dope. beautiful and obviously has dealt with a lot because of her complexion and her hair. And she's Dominican mm-hmm. and... You already know how that goes with Dominican people and hair and our blackness. And obviously, I won't make a blanketed statement because it's not every Dominican, but it's a challenge when you're, you know, dark skinned and black and the Latino community. So I'm actually excited to see what conversations cool, that will right? bring out. Yeah. yeah. And I like the fact that they chose it as a storyline and something to highlight. It just kind of gave some substance to love and hip hop. Fucking love and hip hop. Yeah. Believe it or not, I they know. finally. That's why I'm like, what? You that's would have loved you. it. I was watching it the whole time, and I was thinking, Fran would love this scene that's right here. Because as much as my blood was boiling from him acting like that, I was like, you know what? I'm glad that they're showing this because this bullshit right here. And even her to be like, you know, is he a stylist or something? She's here to work <laughs> with you on a record, and you critiquing how she's looking. Like, Which oh, always happens. This? What's right. this look? What's, what are you trying to give off? Because you can't make sense of it. You want to make that your point of reference for shit. Right. So I just I just appreciated seeing that. Then you have the things that I wasn't so appreciative of seeing. Like, um, so like I said, Trina's on the show, and she's about to pull a Remy Ma or a Keisha Cole and, like, completely fly above board. You know, she's not going to be involved in the mess. She's doing exactly what we as fans of her want to do. We're seeing her lauded as the queen of Miami and having the juice in the city and yes, all that. Yeah, that's, that's how you what do we, it. That's what we want. So, again, Trina's not going to disappoint. She knows how to, you know, um, be strategic with what she chooses to film and present and all of that. You know, she's, so, she's conscious of her brand and what you know her representation on this show means for that so I'm happy with her I'm happy with everything I saw from her what I'm not happy with is she has a cousin her first cousin his name is Bobby Lights and he's an, a hip hop artist he said that he was in, an actor and all these things he listed several different talents that he says that he has when he introduced himself um, but hit, what we saw most from him was him just being instantly and unnecessarily aggressive and anxious in every scene that they showed him in. Prime example, he crashes Trina's after party for her performance, right? And he gets to the door. Of course, his name isn't on the list. He's like, well, I'm her cousin. So then he comes into the party and he immediately launches into a whole thing of like, well, you don't support my music. Well, I'm your cousin. I'm supposed to be here. You don't you don't never support my music. You don't do this. Well, your friends, your your workers did this, your minions. Like it just everything is just so aggressive and over the top. And and he often says that he's extra and people have him described him as extra and all these things. Um, he's an openly gay rapper, and so he spoke about the challenges he had as that. But I don't really think I'm sure that he faces, you know, challenges with that, but his problem don't have nothing to do with gayness or, you know, his problem is the choices that he makes with his behavior, mm. okay? And for someone like Trina, who has obviously positioned themselves a certain way, and he just was detrimental to everything. So before I just roast him and go in like I really was about to, I decided that tonight I'm just going to tell him Bobby Lights. I just want you to pull it together, and I'm going to give you the first episode to do that. 
I'm gonna give you the first episode to do that. Uh, I saw a couple fights in the trailer, uh-huh. but they weren't anything that were difficult for me to understand. So like True. that stuff with him and his lover and all that shit, right. that's gonna be entertaining. I'm with that. I told you I'm watching the soap opera. Right. But him his, that the- shit with Trina. And him making himself look bad in every scene like that, being unnecessarily just combative in every scene. As soon as you come through the door, that's going to get old real quick, and it's going to force people to respond to that with ugliness and jokes, in my case. And they wrote themselves as they appeared on the screen. I just don't want to tell them yet, because I really don't want to make fun of him. So You got your minions trained. <laughs> and, and, I mean, you, have you seen them? Never mind. Again, so I'm just not. You know what a minion looks like. I know. Right? I, I already knew where where uh, you so going. I, so like, I'm not even going. So why are you <laughs> taking my hand and pulling? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my god! So I just I'm gonna let that go. But let me just say that I I am excited about loving hip hop Miami. I'm ready for all of the memes, all the gifts. I'm ready for everything. It's actually going to be good. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to the show. Good job, Mona Scott Young. You don't want to talk about uh, Pretty Ricky? No. Ooh. I'm trying to be positive. It's the first fucking <laughs> no. show of the New Year, Sante. Can oh, I talk okay. about? Can I talk about Baby Blue next week? Because you know I was gonna go there. I, don't no, you? and you know what? Shay His name me should out. be Navy Blue. <laughs> as wrong as Shay was. Oh yeah, was. she was. Yo, pregnant looking ass. And and also. Did you notice that his name was not... Baby Blue War with a whole bunch of A's at the end. Oh, I caught it all. I caught it all. (laughs) His name is, I don't know, Baby Blue Woe or something. But it was like, whoa. (laughs) Like, I was like, they really typed this shit out. Like, they didn't just... It looked... And what's so funny is... Never mind. Let me just be nice. I'm going to be nice. It looked like the wall was on there because he can't keep his balance. And that's all I'm going to say. Like he said, baby, whoa, he fell out. But we'll leave it at that. Oh, and those no. of you that watched that show, you caught it just like Asante just did. <laughs> so we'll leave that there. And let me just say that I will, in fact, be watching Love & Hip Hop Miami every single week. And we're going to talk about it. I will be watching. Now, I have one more thing that I want to discuss in relation to Love & Hip Hop. And this time, the Love & Hip Hop New York franchise. I, for... However many seasons Yandy's been on the show, I've never been um, a person who disliked Yandy. There were a lot of things about Yandy on the show that I liked, one of them being Mendeecees. I liked um, their children, you know what I'm saying? I liked a lot of stuff about Yandy, and I know a lot of people have called her fake, and I know she talked on a phone that wasn't plugged into the wall, but I just... Oh, my God, really? I just... (laughs) You know, I've seen her fall out with so many different people and stuff, but I just... (laughs) I what? never quite had the moment where I was like, okay, you know what? Wait. Yandy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She Ooh. had a scene where she took a call from Mendeecees in her office, but the damn phone didn't even have a fucking wire in the back of it. And, of course, the internet saw it and pointed it out, more adding more fuel to the Mona, you ain't shit So she fire. talked to herself for mm-hmm. all that time? Wow, okay. Shot the whole scene. Full hair and makeup, all that shit on the phone that wasn't even plugged into the goddamn wall. And what does that have to say about who's editing over there? But, you know, I digress. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we finally get this, we get this scene in this wow. week's episode where Juju, 
um, Cameron's now ex fiance, mm. um, and, and they were in a relationship for over ten years. Oh, um, Juju! Yeah, no. they've broken up, and Juju really stole my heart. She's carried herself like such a class act on this show, and she just seems like a good natured person. I really like what I've seen from her. Yes. So, and she's been very um, responsible in the way that she's shown emotion on this show, and even the way that she's spoken of her relationship with Cameron. Um, I love the way that she's handled that. So we get a scene where. Remy and uh, Yandy go to go to Juju's house to check on her because she's been a little distant and they haven't talked to her as often as they normally do. She's not answering their calls, so they wanted to go make sure she was okay. They actually thought that she might have been hiding a pregnancy and not wanting people to know. At least that's what they said on the show. So, again, phone, no plugged in the wall, so, you know, who knows? <laughs> right. But So they get over to her house. And she shares with them that her and Cameron have been on the outs, you know, for quite some time now and that they actually ended their relationship. They broke up, that it was very hard for her and that, um, you know, what she had been going through and how she had all these hopes for their relationship and all this stuff. But it's not going to happen. She's been managing the sadness. Remy is sitting there in the chair, you know what I mean? Um, and she sits up and she says, she's just super supportive to Juju in this scene, um, really kind of letting Juju talk and just doing a lot of listening um, and interjecting, you know, when it when opportunity was there for her to reaffirm her friend. And so the next thing you know, Yandy is sitting there, and I just, even the way Yandy was responding to the things that Juju was revealing, it seemed to me like she was more highlighting the shock value of it all as opposed to being concerned for her friend. And what really, you know, put the nail in the coffin for me was they're sitting there, and out of the blue, Yandy says, girl, I know, it's just... It's just like sometimes, you know, like when man DC being going in jail, you know, it's just like, you know, sometimes, I don't know, it's just like I just be at home and, yeah, we talking on the phone, but it's just little things like, you know, like I just like sometimes his favorite movie will come on and I just, now, I'm a person who is very, very, it's just, it's important to me to show up for my friends and when my friends are in need and when my friends are having a moment where they need that support, you kind of just do that. That's why you're there. It's not really about you at that time. And if it is going to be about you, if you offer them a story to offer up that you understand their circumstance, you know what I mean, and to sympathize with them, that's how you present that and you do something that has some sort of substance. You don't say, oh, my husband in jail and I get sad when his favorite movie come on. <laughs> Feel sorry for me. Me, right. me, 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 me. And if you could have seen the look on Reminis Smith Mackey's face, on Remy, Remy Ma's face, when Yandy did that, Remy looked and then she remembered, I'm on parole. So she looked back <laughs> and, you know, she didn't respond. But you saw her go reach in that purse for that gun when Yandy <laughs> oh said that. Oh, my God. You saw that. You saw Remy reach for that gun when Yandy oh said God. that. But she decided, you know, she caught that. She reached up and caught that left wrist and pulled that arm back down. And we all reacted that way. Yandy, it wasn't about you. Juju don't bother nobody. And it's so. And for you to bring up something as trivial and silly and stupid as his favorite movie coming on and you missing him. When this woman had hopes and dreams of having children with this man and being married to him and he their families were intertwined 10 years together and your ass sitting up here talking about um, man DC's like in Friday or whatever his favorite movie is, it's stupid. And it was so selfish and it was Yandy 
doing what people have said that she has done all along, which is be selfish. And it just really pissed me off. So I'm tired of Yandy and I'm over her. I don't want to see her no more. I don't want to see that wig and that, that part oh sliding over her part doing the, the wobble and the cha-cha slide to the left. Every five minutes, the part is adjusted and clapped its hands. Come on, part. Everything like that, I'm, 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 I'm tired of it. And I'm tired of Yandy and her kids smarter than her. So what you're saying is that Yandy would have actually benefited from another from season. From going to jail. For another season what? with Erica and Samantha. Yes. <laughs> and shout out to Judy, who has been having me rolling, who is her mother-in-law. Oh Judy always got She's some hilarious. jokes. Really. But yeah, that's all. I just I hate to see people make situations about them that literally don't have a damn thing to do with them. And that's exactly what Yandy did. So moving forward... Um, I just want to give one quick shout out to uh, Miss Renee from Married to Medicine. Oh my God. Who is the mother of Donnell Jones, the recording artist. And she also happens to be featured really? in the capacity of the, the live in nanny of Dr. Contessa, one of the cast members on fucking Married to Medicine. And she got drunk at Mariah's Mother's Day brunch and gave us some really, really uh, memorable gems. She did. One of which I'm going to let my dog Asante <laughs> share with the listeners. It was what she referred to as her nickname for her employer, who is Dr. Contessa, um, a physician full-time, ex-military, um, who is on Married to Medicine. And this is what she chose to refer to her as. Lovingly, this is her nickname for her. Black doctor, bitch. Wow. What? Mind you, we on Married to Medicine, which is a show about <laughs> black female doctors. That's, how she, that's literally how she said it. And <laughs> She ain't better than nobody because she a doctor. That's why I call her what? Black doctor, bitch. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> so I just want to give her, her just her flowers. They say give them their flowers while they're here. So I just want to do that. Now we're going to go ahead and move on. <laughs> now we'll move on to asking for a friend. As per usual, don't forget to email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. I'm ready to go. So here we go. The subject here is dealing with criticism from my inner circle of friends. Woo! Hello, friend zone. In 2016, my life took a drastic turn as I decided to launch my career in art. Although I still have so much to learn, I seem to be getting a positive response from strangers, friends, and family. However, with my closest friends, even though they've supported me by by purchasing some of my work and coming to my events, they seem to be very critical of me, offering advice completely unrelated to my path when I don't ask for it, or critical of my feelings as I share my experiences trying to make a way and as a creative entrepreneur. Two in particular seem to pick at my insecurities the most as they were the ones closest to me in my time of struggle the growing pains of discovering yourself as an artist. They've told me my feelings are wrong. They have a tone of, you should be grateful, and constantly interrupt me, which makes me feel like I'm not being heard. I'm not too concerned with the opinions of strangers as much as I am with the opinions of my friends. Most of them are older than me, and I'm sure it it can be tied to a generational thing. Recently, the tension has mounted into full-blown arguments when I try to stand up for myself, when I don't agree with them. And one disagreement happened on my birthday. I expressed that my support from them needs to come from a place of trying to understand instead of telling me what I need to do and how to feel. I could go on and on, but I'm wondering, how do you all deal with the criticism of your friends as you're trying to make a way as a creative? 
Should I just create some distance with these folks who seem to make me always doubt myself? Mm. Okay, let's make this short and sweet because it's 2018, right? <laughs> so first of all, it doesn't really matter what their opinion is and, and them giving you unsolicited advice, unsolicited advice rather. This is more of something that's irritating you than it is an actual problem in your life. Um, I think I think that it's worth time worth your time, rather, for you to reevaluate. evaluate Why the fuck can't I talk? It happened to me, for, too. <laughs> right. For you to reevaluate <laughs> why it is so important to you that they agree with creative decisions that you make. They don't really have to agree with you. They have done, as you said in your email, their part as your friends and supported you by actually purchasing your work, and they've even shown up at your events. So that's like a huge deal. Um, I think it's something that you can be really grateful about and for and maybe spend your time with them talking about other things instead of your work. Now, there's more that I could say, but I can't even talk, so I'm going to pass the mic. <laughs> I just feel like it's not that big of a deal. Like, talk to them about other stuff, not just your work. That's not your whole life. Y'all can go watch movies. Y'all can talk about past occurrences. Y'all can talk about the news. Like, your work does not have to be even in a part of, like, your friendship. So... Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with that in the sense that at least, and let me speak for myself and my experience with my friends, your friendships are going to change. Right. There's some friendships that are going to fall off because you no longer resonate and you find that you actually don't have a lot in common. (laughs) I mean, the things that you did connect with shifted and there's not much there. That's okay. There are friends that you will realize very quickly that you can't, actually tell them about everything you've accomplished or what you're working on because it triggers them and what they may not be working on or it triggers their competitive side or it triggers their need to check you or tell you about yourself and you kind of start filing people based on what you get out of each other and what feels good and what works some people will cut people off other people will just place them accordingly And I think you just have to figure out which one makes the most sense for you. And I agree with Dustin. Mm. Maybe if you find that they are making you feel bad or bringing your energy down or kind of like interfering with your creative process because you're so concerned, you should ask yourself why you're so concerned in the first place. And you should also realize that you answered your own question. They don't make you feel good. Stop talking to them about it. It's really that simple. I mean, all of the above. Uh, it's a hard lesson to learn, but you don't have to always agree. Like, if they, if you're not, if they're bringing you down, that's one thing. I feel like you should just be able to be like, all right, you know what? This opinion, this is their opinion. They can have that and, and let it just roll off with a grain of salt. Because everybody has the right to express their opinion. And for me, I'm in the business of everybody's opinion ain't necessarily my business. So that too. I feel like if you feel like they're being overly critical about something that they, in your eyes, might be incorrect, then I just feel like you should be like, cool. I mean, <laughs> they're only giving you as much information that they can give you from where they're at. So if you know that some of them are triggered or you feel like they're being jealous of you from something, just don't even give them that energy. Or be like, you know what, this is from that. This ain't even got nothing to do with me. And just leave it alone. I feel like uh, sometimes we are in these situations where we feel like we have to check somebody or speak up and and do something or make a statement. And some of the time, you know, the less you do, the more that comes along with it. Like, I feel like they'll start to notice that, you know, you're not talking to me about your art or you're not inviting me stuff as much no more. You know, what's going on? 
And if you say, well, you know, you weren't really feeling my last two art exhibits from what you were telling me, so I just didn't think you were interested in coming. I was inviting people that I knew wanted to be there. And then from there, you can start dialogue. But if y'all are just arguing about stuff that really is just their opinions and how they feel, and then you're just wasting time. You don't have to sway anybody's opinion. You ain't going to sway nobody by arguing with them. Why sway, literally? <laughs> why, why, why sway? sway? <laughs> oh, no, not why sway. That's the new one. Why sway? <laughs> Hashtag why sway. Hashtag why sway. And also be accountable because sometimes, I know for me, I don't really like people telling me about myself <laughs> or my work because I'm like, I'm fixing what I need to fix for me. So I don't really need you to like keep track. Mm. But I'm also aware that that is something I don't like. And so I'm more open to people that I do trust. I will listen and I'm learning to listen. Like if someone says, hey, maybe you could have done this, that and the other a little differently. I'll feel the, the you know, the ping of like, don't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. You don't know me like I know me. I let that come. And then I say, well, let me see if what they're saying has value. Because sometimes you can't see yourself like someone else might. And it might be helpful. So don't always write their criticisms off. Sometimes it might actually be of value to you. But if it doesn't seem like it is ever, then that's a whole different conversation. True. That's, that's it. Oh, feels so good to be back in the studio. I right? know. And now let's do the Black Business of the Week. Yes. So I actually wanted to shout out my homies over at Lone. Now, they're not black. They're white. <laughs> but they what? have a blog. Um, it's LoneDeodorant.com, obviously, where they sell their products. But they have a tab called Blog. And I noticed that they highlighted uh, recently... They have an article that says six Native American-owned brands. I love it already. And I was like, oh. Damn. When do we ever highlight Native American-owned brands? Right, yep. And we all know the challenges that their communities face. So I was like, you know what? I have to bring this up. Um, So please go on the LoneDeodorant.com site. I actually have to shout out Sarah Isley, who is one of the owners of Lone Deodorant. And she actually sent me these beautiful, look at these, moccasins. Oh, wow, friend. Aren't they gorgeous? Those are fly. They're so beautiful. Um, They have like this intricate beadwork and all these different color options, all these beautiful details. You can tell it's like high quality. They're so comfortable, meaning in every piece because they're handmade. Wow. Um, The founder and the boss, her name is Elori. And it's really authentic. So it's authentic moccasins. It's not like the ones that we would go get at like Forever 21. <laughs> like these come. The mass market. Right. These are handmade. They're so beautiful. That's just one of the things they also have. Look at these. These leggings. Wow, friend. Look at the detail. With the patterns. Colors, yeah. And instead of going to like the mass, you know, quick fashion, what do they call it? Fast fashion stores. Yes. That that basically bite off of all these cultures, you're getting it and actually contributing to the communities of the artists that are making these for you by hand. Um, They also have, look at these, this jewelry, turquoise jewelry, you guys. Look at these hats and hoodies. You know, know, they have really cute hats. They have some t-shirts. So please check it out. That's Lone Deodorant, L-O-N-E, 
deodorant.com and then click on the blog tab on the top left hand side and then you'll see the article pop up and the article's title is six native american owned brands that you can support this holiday season by giving these one-of-a-kind gifts obviously the holiday season has passed but these brands still need your support shout them out spread the news Post it on your Facebook, your Twitter. Let everyone know about it. If you need to buy gifts for Valentine's Day or whatever's okay. coming up, birthdays. Capricorn season. Capricorn season. <laughs> you know what I mean? Definitely I support this. and check it out. I know. So that made me happy. So that's the black business And I'm of going the week, shopping. Right? How about that? Let's all support it. Um, and that's it. That's it for this week's episode, you guys. It was a long one. Okay. <laughs> Do you guys have any church announcements before we get up out of here? Not just yet. I like when you but say I that. But I definitely will very soon. Yes. Yeah. Asante? I went to a UCB show the other night, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Yay! I know people are like, what's that? Oh, Upright Citizens Brigade. It's um comedy training center here in New York City. Y'all mm-hmm. heard it here first. So mm-hmm. we'll yes. see what's next with that. Yes, very excited about that. For me, I am in the process of working on my tour, so I'm going to be laying very low. You guys will probably notice I'm going to be a little bit quiet on the internet front because there, aside from my tour, we have the Friend Zone tour that we're putting together mm-hmm. yes. and a couple other more projects for the year. So I'm just like in, I have my head down right now. Me so too, I'll be, yeah, I have, I'll be a little quieter than usual, but just know that this year is going to be amazing. Yes. So much creativity on the way. Yes. So on all the fronts on this show. And you guys have news, too, for people soon that we're waiting on. Can't wait for them to tell you guys what that is. Uh, We won't tell them yet. (laughs) So that's it for this week's episode. Right, steeple fingers. That's it for this week's episode. As always, we love you so much. And thank you for listening. Ha-ha. Love y'all. I'm about to go listen to Stir Fry by the Migos. Stay black and protect your magic. Hi, baby Catalea. That's Sarah's baby from Lone who just had a baby. So I have to shout her out because she listens to the show too. Oh, hi, JB. (laughs) Kiss that baby. Lord, have mercy. Hi, Sarah. (laughs) Hi, Catalea. So that's it. Love you guys. Bye. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.